Sports fans, thank you for tuning in to the Nerds Who Live podcast. As always, I'm your host, Nicholas, and I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Coming to you now on, well, this episode will release on Monday, December 2nd. It's already December. Um, I just want to shout out to all of you real quick for honestly listening, for tuning in uh, to this show of mine, this little show of mine that was started back in June. So now it's, you know, July, August, September, October, November, December. So now we're at our six-month mark, y'all. So half a year um, that I've been enjoying doing this and, uh, you know, making and creating the show for you guys. I really love doing it. I enjoy it. And for all of you who have supported and enjoy it also, I really, really appreciate y'all. So... Now that the sappy stuff is over, let's get to the goods. Today, we have the awesome, the wonderful, the adorable, the strong Miss Jessica Lee, wife of the incredible Chance Mustang, number four in the world in all feds, Mr. Ranson Lee. And uh, I'm, I'm so excited uh, to have her on. Um, you know, she said Ransom might make a guest appearance, so we'll find out. Uh, but I'm so excited to talk to her. She is both a badass, strong, lifting woman, but as well as a strong, badass, lifting mom. And at that pregnant right now, she's eight months pregnant with their little girl, and she's still lifting. And it's fantastic to see. Their little girl, Harper, also did her very first meet. Harper is six years old, and she did her first meet, I believe, just one or two weekends ago, and she did amazing, so I definitely want to ask them about that. So it's just going to be fun all around. They're two of my favorite people. Uh, Jessica is amazing and is always uh, an inspiration to me and is always so supportive, so I'm excited to talk to her. So thank you, guys. Shout out to our sponsors, Viking Performance Shock, for always believing in us and the show. So I hope you guys can go and check them out. And uh, yeah. So without further ado, let's uh, let's get to getting Miss Jessica Lee on the Nerds Who Left podcast. Ah, hold on, fuck me. Okay, there we go. Sorry. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> what's up, man? Hey, I was I was trying to get like I, I answered the phone and then like I put it on mute and then I locked my phone and then I was like trying to like unlock the phone to get it off mute. It was a debacle. <laughs> so I, I called FaceTime first and that's not freaking out. Should have seen she's like, no, no, no. You are not loud. Oh well that's it's, it's okay. It's okay. Honestly, if I had to FaceTime my own face, I would freak out too. So <laughs> Oh, oh, I no, I understand. I have I have two sisters and a mother, so yes, no, I I understand. Once the shower's done and the makeup's off, the day is technically over. Like, it's over, yeah. 
it, yeah, and so no, I, 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 I can, I respect it. It's okay. I'm not gonna also tell like tell the eight month pregnant woman no to anything. So. It's a whole lot of fun. So you're you are a brave soul, sir. I can tell you didn't grow up with many women. <laughs> That's true. Uh, okay, okay. Oh, but but here's but here's the key here. You said you were two older sisters. You were the youngest. That means you were the baby. Okay. Yeah. See that that makes more sense. That makes more sense. I I'm the eldest, so I I uh, I didn't get to do that. <laughs> well, I I have a saying that I like to go about it. You know, there's happy wife, happy life. I like slightly irritated wife, very interesting life. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. I, I feel like that. It does, but it, it's it's so much better because we've all heard that saying, and like it's funny, but it's also really outdated. But I feel like that's a new that's the new generation of that. It's a new generation. Well, we can be we can be like, hey, kids. Our grandparents used to say, "Happy life, happy you know, happy wife." Nowadays, it's a little different. Exactly. <laughs> it is though. It's that whole like happy wife thing. Like that just gets old. I mean, who wants to be like that all the time? Because it's fake. You know, it, life is interesting. It's supposed to be that way. It's, uh, sometimes it, Ransom takes it too far. There's no such thing. No, no such thing is too far. <laughs> <laughs> That was one, well. To, I mean, to be fair, I'm just as bad. And when and we, me and Ransom first talked, that was one thing we bonded over was I like to see the line, and then some people like to cross the line. I like to jump over the line. Oh yeah. And and then do like a little dance over the line, like look what I did. Yeah, like those touchdown dances. Yeah, that's like Touchdown. I wouldn't say minor touchdown dances. Mine are more like. Magic Mike wannabe dances, like almost, like not really, but like I'm going for it. <laughs> yeah, Ransom's pretty similar. He likes to see how far he can actually push me, and then he'll push just a little bit further just to make me irritated. <laughs> that, like I start to flip out. That's what he's going for. That's, what he, that's what he wants. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's that's love. That's love. If you can look at the person you love and they're they're freaking out and they're almost mad at you, and you're just like, oh, honey. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. My daughter, she's getting smarter though. She tries to get him back, or she'll try to like scare him, or she's starting to learn. So, oh boy, because I have her on my side, and she's six, so that kind of works out. Oh yeah. She, so she she's she's young enough to be what like like innocent enough where it's not super malicious, but she's getting old enough to where she's like, oh. I'll, I'll, I'm keeping score in my head, and she's gonna get you back. Yeah, she will. Uh, yeah. At times, and then at times, she loves to side with me, which is really fun. No. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no, that doesn't happen. It's the best when Jess goes, "Who side are you on?" Who side are you on? And then the six-year-old just sh- shrugs her shoulders, like whoever, <laughs> whoever I want to right now. <laughs> exactly. And I usually turns into her, like, looking at Ransom out of the side of her eye, like, I really want to say you, but I know if I say you, my mom's going to flip out. Yeah. 
I, I, like, I like how that the theme, the theme is is really just just like flipping or not flipping out so far. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's fun though. Our house is fun, definitely. I mean, we all work, we all work hard. You know, work, work out, do all that stuff. So the rest of the time, you have to kind of. Have fun, you know. Ranson likes to crush cereal in my hair. I put peanut butter in his beard, you know. Like it's it's fun. It's what the fuck are you guys doing to each other? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds. Like, All right, I'm gonna screw you, and then she'll do something randomly, like put peanut butter in my beard while I'm about to eat cereal. So while there's peanut butter in my beard, I'll just take the cereal and I've crushed it over her head. Like in my hand, like a handful, and it's a Fruit Loops, and just crushed it in my hand, so just like super small pieces, and went all over her hair. I feel like you guys are just like a, a live action Nickelodeon cartoon. That's that's really like that's it's like it's like Hey Arnold but grown up. And <laughs> it, it is, but you know, it goes back to you know, like we work, you know, we put so much out there in work and training and all that kind of stuff that like. You know, when you're home and just hanging out, you want to be fun and have a good time because all the rest of the time you're giving your all. So it's kind of like, you know, you have to let loose a little bit. We just happen to do it a lot. So <laughs> I, w- I would say it's the proper amount, though. I think that's I mean, I'll, I'll hang out at your house anytime and I'll, I'll watch all of that transpire. Yeah, I, you should come hang out. I want, I, I, I want to. I hear wonderful things. One of my best friends lives in Asheville, and uh, she's for, she has for the past two years, and I, I haven't visited her yet. She's very cross about that. So, uh, I, I, I do. I, I am. I'm definitely planning. Then when I found out you guys were there too, I was like, oh, now I really have to. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, she doesn't listen to the show. I was just listening to the show, so I, I can I can say that like that that does kind of like I do want to visit her. But before I was like, ah, but where am I going to train? Like I don't I don't you know. Which is always whenever I go somewhere, I, I look like where can I train or like where are other things I can do. Like yes, I want to see my friend, but like you know, I, I still got to do do me a little bit. So then when I found out that you guys were there, I was like, oh well, that answers that question. <laughs> I know you guys really just have a beautiful setup. It looks awesome. Are you willing to? You can't tell that it's a garage at all. I said you can't tell it's a garage at all. Oh no, and it's really great too because it just you know with being you know a mom and having all that and working and all that stuff for me it's changed everything about my training. You know I used to spend late nights at the gym or I have to go early mornings or whatever just to like adjust my schedule and now I can go right outside and now not only that but now my daughter comes with me or she rides her bike while I do it or whatever it it just you know I can cook dinner while I train it's completely changed for me like my like making training so much less stressful which we know it makes so much easier it does and it's and it's so cool just the uh, like you said the idea of being able to multitask while you do things and you know, just, and just that it's right there, it's home, which uh, I don't know. I, I would love that too. Um, I do have a burning question though. Does does Ranson ever just go and train naked? I just I because I I would. So if I would do it, I feel like he would do it, and I'm really I, I want to know. <laughs> training in the summer that he was doing when he was wearing those tiny shorts. Those shorts are mine. 
Um, all the silky shorts that Ransom wears, those are my shorts. So I can tell you that when he was training in those, he was basically naked because he was wearing my shorts, which are like a quarter of the size of what it should be wearing. <laughs> I'm actually short, all the rest of the shorts should be smaller than those. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, I would imagine at some point he has been out there naked, only knowing him and, you know, so, but I don't know if anybody's actually ever known about it. <laughs> And Ransom, you don't have to weigh in. I just wanted this to be a mystery. I don't, I don't want to ruin the mystery, so just keep it to yourself. But I'm just going to imagine that you have. So. Leave it up to your imagination. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what chance must they do? I know exactly what he would do. I was going to say, I know exactly what chance must they do. He'd be teabagging Satan during the squat sets the whole time. Just be three sweat marks. Foot, scrotum, foot. Like, on the floor. At least in that case, you know you're hitting depth, you know, every time. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. I know I hit depth because there's my, my scrotum sweat mark right there between my feet. <laughs> what What is depth? That is depth. That is depth. That is, that is factually depth. That is definitely depth. That is definitely depth. I, I, That's the three white legs. You're not getting too yep, I, I, ha- I have a very like kind of funny and, and not embarrassing. Oh, it's not embarrassing because I think it's funny. But uh, at my last meet for I think it was my my third squat. I like I got two. I got like I got two uh, two whites, so I passed. But I got one red for depth, and I was like one red for depth. So I asked my friend who was there. I'm like, can you can you like show me the video? Like in the, in the slowdown, I, I just want to see maybe what the judge saw, and I didn't realize like how small my singlet was. So at the bottom of my squat, you can see everything through my like everything. It's, it's nothing. It's fully shaped. It's like there's my leg, ball, ball, leg. <laughs> Bad and then I got it. I got a new singlet too, and I tried it on the other day. Like I went and lifted with it, and it's like still just the green one. The green one yeah. Your video shows it too. I know. I'm like, I like, dude. I'm wearing like I'm wearing briefs. Like I'm not commando under there. I'm wearing like tight briefs, and I'm like, do I need to just like tape it down, or what am I gonna do about this? Because <laughs> like I got an extra. I went up two sizes. Like it's an extra large. And I and like I'm wearing briefs. Like I'm not that well endowed. Like this is ridiculous. Yeah, you want to, but people are gonna think you are. So I mean, leave it like that. Why would you not want that? I mean, I feel like it's false advertising though at that point because let's say they think that, and then let's say they come on to me. It goes well for the first part of the night, and we go back, and then they're just like. Well, I thought I was getting Sprite, but apparently it's just a fucking, you know, Costco brand. And so, <laughs> like... Yeah, they're like, yeah, like they're like butt. It's like a push-up bra for your butt. But you see, yeah. I will, I will say, I'll say the difference with that, Jess. 
The difference is that if a, if a guy does experience a girl doing that, he goes, takes off the jeans and he sees that that's the case, he's not going to give a fuck because he's just happy to be there nonetheless. <laughs> a woman could just be like, whoa, you know, again, um, I was expecting 7-Up, you brought me Sprite, hard pass and buy. So... And that's a horrible way to end your night after, you know, let's say the meet goes well, and then you take said person home, and then you end up leaving due to false advertising of your damn singlet. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just about authenticity. I just, that's, that's all. Like, I mean, you know, like, I, no, secrets. No, no secrets, no secrets, like. You know, maybe I'll just put you know if all those fails, I'll just I'll just put like a little like piece of tape like right above my waist and I'll write on it that says it says you know uh, uh, objects may may appear bigger yeah not exercise or objects may appear bigger than they are uh, <laughs> like the <laughs> window <laughs> or the rear view window yeah 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 it's 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 good. Um, I don't know. My my last one was all black and still bad. Now, given it was two sizes smaller, but like uh, like they even like they even like a, like advertised like oh we added extra polyester in like the crotch so there's less dick imprint. Like I literally like I asked Scott the owner like this question and he's like he's like oh yeah we added more polyester to the crotch. I was like cool. It's exactly exactly because their singlets are very comfortable, but they're very thin. Like they're they're very, they're very thin. So that that's this is the issue. This is the this is the root of the issue here. Um, I have somehow fit squat briefs underneath my singlet. <laughs> like, no, that's well, mine too. Somebody was like, Is that padding? And I'm like, right, You've seen me before. You know, this is clearly not padding. Like, You're like, This is clearly mine. Like, I built this. I built this city on rock and roll, bitch. You're like, this is all the chocolate ice cream that I eat. I mean, and at the end of the day, like, I really don't care. I just, it's just one of those things where I'm just like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to make the situation worse. I want it to be about my, I want people, I want it to be about my lifting. I want people's eyes up here, up here. And you know, treat me like a person. I'm just kidding. I like being I like being objectified. I'm not. Who am I kidding? <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> See, it's it's a thing with guys. I think with young guys, like we we don't get attention from well anybody of any sex, male or female, until we're much older, if that. 
And so, you know, obviously girls, it's unfortunate, they get overly sexualized way too young, and that's, you know, not okay. And so, therefore, they, they grow up defending themselves from it and protecting themselves. So, of course, it's not okay. They don't like it, which makes sense. But for boys, <laughs> yeah, we don't, we, we obviously do not, we don't grow up with that problem. And so, we grow up opposite of that. And once you get a little bit older and you start getting a little bit of, like, attention, you're like, ooh, Yes, treat me like a filet mignon, miss, please. I, but I feel, like, I feel like you guys as a whole objectify each other more than women objectify Exactly, you. Like, and this is I why. Like, this is why. Yeah, like, I, sometimes, like, I, I wonder, like, what goes on, like, you know, ranted or comments you make, and stuff, you especially make up. <laughs> <laughs> me especially? How do I get single out on that? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, that's because no woman is trying hard enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, here's the standard that we want, <laughs> and here's what we're not getting. So, you know what? It's good. It's good if, you know, your bros just give you a little self-esteem, you know, up, yeah. you know, like, exactly. that's all it yeah, is. That's a, really good, that's a really good example of this. It's like, you know, some girl, you know, messaged me on Instagram and be like, hey, and then be like, is it cool if I talk to you? Yeah, why not? Like because we know your wife and she will murder us. No, 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 this was my wife. Oh. You know, I had this great chat saved from our very first uh, Instagram conversation. Oh, that is adorable. Please do. I wish that's what she said. She's like talking like a. It would have been like like that's my message to young girls. Like like if you want to talk to you want to talk to a guy, or you want to talk to a guy that you really like, go listen to a Wu Tang Clan album and then go to that guy you want to talk to and talk to him as if you're part of Wu Tang Clan. Be like, oh that ass son, give it to me. am too because we're again we're guys and we're not used to getting any attention except for dudes at the gym yeah 
Treat, treat exactly. Just listen to old dirty bastard, Method Man, and then just just talk to that man in that fashion. He will. Doesn't matter if he's white, black, Asian. Doesn't matter. He will understand way more. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. in like twenty years, when your daughters are talking to men as if it's a Wu Tang, how are you Because no dating until they're 30. When I was younger, I usually like yeah, my mom or like the the young you know young you know girl's mom or was usually like around or we would do something like like together like with the family like it was very rarely ever like solo if ever. Yeah, so. but could you imagine if you were like a younger girl and Ranton was your dad and he was going on dates with you? I mean. So- I mean, to be honest, I was I, I would have probably enjoyed the company and the buffer. I would have been like, please tell me about yourself, sir. What is your daughter like? What do you guys do for fun? Or in my case, it would be like me, where Harper would get, the guy would be like, oh, you're rancidly? Okay, can I ask you some questions? <laughs> that's what I get. You're wife? Wait, so you're like married to him? I'm like... Yes. yes. He's a person. He's not like this, like, phenomenon, you know, like, no. so funny. I've done it so many times <laughs> in the gym, like, you're, you're really married to Ranch and Lee? I'm like, yes. 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 You're, I'm going to go back to my workout now, though. Okay? I'm going I'm to go back to my workout. Thank you for interrupting for the fifth time. You should just start being like, yes, I, I legally put peanut butter in his beard. And... <laughs> Which is fantastic, by the way. I, I really, I hope, can you like do that again sometime and take a picture for me so I have that? I'll make it. Oh, send it to me. What was it? Cream cheese in there? Okay, it was cream cheese. Yeah, here cream cheese. Like, was it last night or Oh, that's that's funny. I, I want the I, I want the peanut butter though. I want to make that like his contact photo on my phone. That's what I want. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's it's the worst. No, it's the worst. Oh, that's, it's so fun. It's adorable. The same time you ran to Lee's way. I just remember just some like dudes going up to a girl like as if this was like a sketch, and they're looking like they're gonna bother her, and they're just like, "Yo, can I ask you questions about your husband?" Like, oh yeah, it's totally what happens, and I'm like, I'm you know, a I'm a person. Oh, yeah. Our, our buddy had a meet. It wasn't long 
how she was doing. She's like, I knew none of these people. I don't know how they know me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about who you know. It's about who knows you, Jess. Yeah, who knows yeah exactly. You. I was like, because I'm, you know, granted a spotlight person. I'm not, and Harper is too. I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm perfectly fine being, you know, on the side or just doing my own thing and something like that. I don't, I don't, I'm not a big front center attention person. Hold on a second. Speaking of on the side, did you see her in like every shot of Record Breakers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like Jess, <laughs> Jess, <laughs> Jess. <laughs> like Record Breakers part. Like you can play a game if you watch that live stream of just like where's Jess? You'll find her. How many times do you see Jess? Take a drink. Exactly. You know, it, it, to- it totally is. Like. Oh yeah, it, it, easily the first, the first, the first fight. I, I feel like we could make it less, like a less obvious name. Like, please find Bangs McCoy at the at, uh, at Record Breakers. <laughs> it's it's just. <laughs> I and you and you were fucking helping them, baby bump and all, and that shit was awesome. But nonetheless, like yes. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the big takeaway that I'm taking is it's like you can irritate Jess, but just don't argue with her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not. I won't. I would never sit there and watch. You know, some of those. There's somebody there. It was his first meet. He had no idea what he was. You know, like he need, he had an idea, but he needed help. Like, no, he, I'm not gonna. No, you, that's that's what we do. That's what I love about this sport. I, that's the. Yeah. I mean, I I go I go to I'll go to meets where I don't even know anybody in them. I just want to a watch a meet. Which I love going to, but I will go and just like help load in the warm up room. If I see like someone by themselves loading plates, I'm like, sit down. You don't need to load plates right now. Like you're gonna yeah. like don't do that. Or I'll ask if anybody need, needs their knees wrapped. Like I I'll you know I'll, you know and that's yeah that's what that's what we do in the sport. That's why it's a cool sport. I don't I don't I go to a weightlifting competition and see if any weightlifters are helping each other. Fuck no. This is where, when I, um, when I first, you know, like, I was, I never, I always lifted heavy in the gym, but I never got into powerlifting, really, until I met Ransom, because I, I don't like being in front of people a lot, so for me, I was just fine, like, with my own achievements and stuff like that, and then, uh, Ransom got me to do a push-pull, and literally driving there, I wanted to turn around, because I was going to throw up. I didn't want to go. Oh. And there was probably going to be, like, 50 people there. Like, it was not a big deal. And it was people, you know, like, just like friends, not anything big or anything, and, um, at Norse. And, uh, so I finally just came in and went and ended up getting, like, what was it, like, 30 or 40 or something? How big are you? 330, like, I'm like, I won't even be able to pull 300. You pulled, like, 330. Like, 330, like, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but, like, for me, it was just, like, I... You know, like the experience itself was great because then I realized, oh, I can get up here and I can stand up here and I can compete. But for me to watch the community and to see like what this was and like, you know, like what kind of family, you know, like it becomes was, it was probably one of the most amazing experiences to see that and to see how people come together and 
you know, someone goes in there alone and then you leave having like 10 new people who become your friends and then your family and then you, you know, like you do everything together. You know, it's really, it's really amazing what powerlifting can become. It really is. It's, It's special. There's very, very few other sports that somehow breed the same type of camaraderie and outside camaraderie, like not just during the competition, but yeah, you become friends, you talk outside, you do stuff outside. And it's, yeah, it's very few other sports have that kind of carryover to like the rest of your life. Um, and I think that's really special out of our sport. Like next weekend, our, you know, our, um, friends at Norse are throwing us like a deadlift baby shower, a deadlift party baby shower at Norse. Oh, you know, like, that's like, so fun. <laughs> that's, that's so cool. Like, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it just is really, you know, like, you know, my daughter's involved in it, you know, like I can, I can bring my kid to any meet in this area and I, I literally don't have to watch her the whole time because everybody's just hanging out with her and keeping an eye on her, you know, and like, or she's right up there watching everybody. Yeah. yeah. At, at the last meet, she actually questioned one of the judges' calls because she didn't think it was appropriate. <laughs> I just, I just want to see Harper up there with like, like a, like a, like a red piece of construction paper and a white construction paper, just like alongside a judge, just giving red or red or whites, just like no, no, he's wrong. He was, he's wrong. <laughs> well, she actually, my step, my parents came down from New York. They come, my dad especially, will fly from New York, so he's come to Ransom's meets. He comes to my meets, like he's he's great. He, um, but my my stepmom doesn't know a lot about the sport. She came obviously because it was Harper's first meet, and uh, and, and she was amazed because Harper literally sat there and explained exactly what everything meant to her and why the calls were being called or whatever, you know, and she's like, here's this six-year-old little girl explaining to me exactly what everything means. Like, she's like a professional, you know? Because she is. Harper is the powerlifting, like, prodigy. We all know this. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, I mean, she did her, her first meet was like, what, one or two weekends ago? Yeah. 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 Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Right, right before Thanksgiving, uh, I was. I think everybody was so excited to watch that. Like, I was like, like I would be checking, like, oh, I want to see her go. <laughs> yeah, she really, you know, Harper has more confidence than I could ever have. I, I don't know how, or I mean, maybe just from raising her to be a strong little girl, but she, um, she killed it. She didn't complain once. She didn't argue, she didn't, like, I mean, and it was, we had to be there at 7.30 in the morning, you know, like, she did, and she was the first lifter, so she did the whole day, not one problem, she would get off the platform and just go sit and play with her dolls, like, quietly, have her snacks, like, nothing, when it was time for her to go, she just got right up, lifted, walked, and skipped right off the platform, you know, she was, you know, never once did she be like, this is too much, this is too hard, she was totally focused and into it and I mean I know clients that don't behave like that as adults you know like yeah. for a six year old for a six year old to do that it was it was I think for Ranson and I no matter what she put up there it wasn't going to matter you know her attitude and how she went into it and how much how great she had of a day was all that really mattered you know like and she did she it was amazing you know to watch this little girl stand up with people four times her size and you know, kill it. She had depth better than some of them, you know, like... <laughs> yes, she <you> did. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, so. and, and to watch her train for it, like, she trained with you, 
and and you know to watch her prepare for it and obviously you know you guys you know she decided that she wanted to do it and i think it's really powerful when any kid does anything competitive but also to like choose to you know because i'm sure you guys probably like asked her if she wants to do it and she was probably like yeah we actually didn't she actually came to us we she you knows she does um gymnastics and she does um like aerial silks oh cool and, um, yeah and she does um like she loves like we attached a rope to like the top of a pull-up bar and she like climbs the rope and stuff like a lot and um she so it was kind of one of those things where we just kind of let her be out there and we were just happy that we were lucky enough to have a kid who wants to be out in the gym with us and not like can we go do something else or now you know we just so we just kind of left it alone and then um one day i think she came to ransom but yeah we watched that's what we were watching the tribute and she was like well could i ever do this and uh we were like what and she was just like could i ever compete and we were like of course like you want to train for me and she was like yeah and um we we're like but you know if you commit and you you do it you have to do the meet you know like if you never want to do it again that's fine but this time you have to train fully and you know listen and you know you have to do the meet and then if you never want to do it again that's fine but you have to do it this one time if you're gonna make a commitment and she did she never i mean the only time in the gym it was an issue is really as if she was out there training with Ranson and then I was out there because kids with their moms tend to have like a clinginess. Yeah. So, but if, if I wasn't there, she would PR with Ranson almost like every time, like, huh. you know, or just kill her lips, you know? So, um, but yeah, it was really amazing that, you know, again, a lot of people, you know, you, you get backlash on the internet and you get people who say, you know, crude things like, oh, we, you know, we pushed her into this because it's our life or, you know, like it's not good for her because she's so young and stuff. And, you know, it's just, it's sad to me how uneducated people are because that's not what happened at all. You know, like she decided to do this and she stood up there on her own. We had nothing to do with that. Yeah, you know, as, so. as, as if it's like so far-fetched to, to know, to like, if you have just parents putting out an example that eventually maybe you're, like a good example that you're, maybe your kid would actually just be interested on their own and ask to do it. Like, like it's not that far-fetched, but I feel like people really discount that. Like, like maybe their kid just really likes their parents and wants to try it. Like, yeah. Well, that's what it is. She just wants to be, Hunter's a very, um, she's a real, like, homebody like kids she's very like attached she you know like she's a kid you know she's, yeah. she's not you know we let her be a kid first you know we want her to be a kid for as long as possible so you know like she doesn't have a lot of screen time she doesn't have a lot of you know like stuff like that she plays outside she reads books she plays in the gym you know it's um so it's kind of she just you know naturally kind of came to it now um now she wants to compete with me, so I think we're going to do something in the fall um, when I, that's kind of when I, Rance and I have decided that I would get, hopefully, you know, hopefully get back to the numbers that I would be happy with at a meet, so. Oh, that's, so. oh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. I, 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 I know you could. Uh, and I think that's a good timeline, but also, yeah, it's, it's, it's so cool. And like I said, just to watch her, I mean, that's even cooler to know that she, asked to do it and then she committed she trained saw it through and you know and then like yeah like you said you got to you know stand up there with people four or five times your size and be their equal i think that's really powerful for any young kid especially a young girl like that's really cool oh the, the amount like of good that's going to do 
looking for confidence later in life and just now is awesome. It's, it's really cool because like, she, she didn't get her second squat and she was really upset about she it. She cry. Yeah, she's, she's crying every day. And before her, her last squat, um, it was brought by Art Mafia. The Miller brothers are absolutely incredible. They're running the best beats. Uh, but Mark Miller was one of the judges that day. He uh, like stopped her before she went up there. He goes, look, I've seen you on the internet. I know you can do this. You're kind of a celebrity around here. So just get up there and believe in yourself. And like you can see like her face just light up when he said that. And then after she hit her third squat, she was just so ecstatic and, and happy. And just and like when they announced her for an award that she didn't know she would end up getting. And at the end of the day, I've never seen that look on her face yeah. at all. It was just, it was so incredible. Yeah, they were great that they gave her like a first place and everything, you know, they it, it, and they made like a big deal about it and stuff. And it, it was really cool. It was, it was cool to see her just be so excited for herself, you know, and, and she does, Harper will tell you, she'll tell you she loves herself first. I mean, we might have created a monster a little bit in the sense that she really loves herself, but <laughs> at the same time, for a six-year-old girl to know that she has to love herself before anyone else is, you know, I, I think we've done a good job at that at this point so far. Oh, yeah. And then the fact that she can be, cel- like, you know, be celebrated and know what that feels like. Um, I, I mean, there's so many kids of any gender who really don't know what that feels like to be celebrated, like legitimately, or to be supported, or to you know, just have that like, that experience. Like that's that's a, a sadly a more and more rare thing. But also, it's cool that like that she didn't get her second squat, which means that they didn't like just give her a pass. Like cool. Oh, like no. let's yeah. like no, we 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 hold you to standard, in, even though you are six. Like that's yeah. that's important. Well, we don't we don't do that either. We're um, we're not we don't give everybody a trophy kind of family. If if you're not if you're not doing it, you you have to kids have to learn failure because they have to learn how to deal with it. Because there's so many kids in this world that don't know how to handle that because they you get a trophy for everything, you get a pat on the back for everything, but that's not how life is. That's not reality. You know, Harper's going to have failures and Harper's going to have parties and stuff like that. And, you know, we have to teach her how to survive through that and get through that rather than just say, everything's going to be fine all the time. Yeah. That's not that's not how it is. That's not reality. Yeah, it's, it's not. And, and failure is so important to learn because that's where you will, like, learn how to deal with it. Because once you deal with it, that's, and you, you know, you get through and you accept it, then you see... Well, this is what I needed to do to not fail, to learn, to grow. This is what I need to work on. And if you never can get past that shock of failure, then you'll never have that insight because you never allowed it to happen or be able to reflect on it. And then you just have a person who's stagnant in their own stuff. And it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, and too, you know, we, we, tell, we keep it real with her too. You know, like she'll say that, you know, she's scared you know, squatting or scared of doing this or something. And, you know, instead of just being like, oh, you'll be fine, you'll be fine, you know, Ramson will tell her, you know, like, squatting with 800 pounds is the scariest situation I've ever been in in my life. I'm scared to death, you know, putting that on me because I could get hurt or this could happen or this could go wrong, you know. We're very real with her and what, you know, like, yes, you're, you're, there's a good possibility you're going to get hurt or, yes, you could fall, you know, but... You know, if you work hard and you train and you, you know, learn, you know, you'll just keep getting better and you won't, you know, like, but you're always going to be a little bit scared. 
And isn't that that's what courage is? Courage is doing the action in spite of fear. It's not courage isn't the, the absence of fear. Yeah, for sure. And but, I think that a lot of kids don't get that, you know, anymore. It's you know, they parents put kids in bubbles a lot and you know, I try I try to be as real with Harper. Although when Ransom tries to go down the big hill by our house on her by her skateboard, that still does scare the shit out of me. But you know <laughs> as far as other aspects of life, I'm I'm for her failing and falling so that she can learn. Yeah. And and who doesn't like a good like come up? Like yeah, whenever you you fall but you get back up, you know, it's I you know, that that's the important part, like is to see to see that, I, I think that's one thing that you don't really even see even like in like movies. Like when I was younger, it's like you watch like all the Rocky movies, which is just him getting the shit kicked out of him, but then him obviously picking himself back up. So it's like I grew up with that reference that it was okay to fail as long as it just means you will get better as long as you're trying. Like, like it sucks, but get better. Yeah. Well, it was the same with me when I did. I broke my leg. In January. Oh yeah, um, you're gonna have to tell us about how you broke your leg, then, Jess. <laughs> yeah, how Ransom broke your leg and still kept alive. He gave me a stress fracture in training from rats, and then it snapped under his squat. Allegedly. 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 So I competed. Was it the second weekend in January? That's like the first thing we could have changed. Oh, this year. And training kept been fine. Training was, it was hard. I had to work through some old injuries and stuff and did a lot of um, physical therapy and stuff. But then right before the meet, it was like everything just came together. And my squat, worked, it just seemed like everything literally came together. And it looked like I was going to hit numbers at my meet that I never imagined that I would ever, you know, come close to hitting. Something wasn't. I 
like walked it out and I stood there and I went like I think I moved my body like slightly and I could just tell that my leg was not gonna hold and I was just like okay this is not good so I racked I came off and I was just like something's not right I think I tore my calf or like something kind of you know something's not right so I ended up getting work done and uh, I benched and it was not as high as I was hoping for but still you know I got all white lights everything was fine I ended up dead, by the time deadlifts time, my leg was, I was hobbling. Yeah, it was not, it was not good. And we knew it wasn't muscle at that point. So, Grayson was like, are you sure you want to continue? And I was like, yes, I just trained for this. I'm here, I'm not, I'm not stopping, I'm not sitting down. Again, I'm not going to sit down. <laughs> and um, so, I ended up pulling my third and, you know, like, Grayson and I don't, like, we don't, know that, you know, we go with not knowing the numbers, like, you have someone call them for you, I don't ever want to know what's on the bar, or anything, so, um, I went up, and I ended up pulling 314, which was about 85 pounds less than I wanted to, but there was no way that I was going to get any really higher than that, because I couldn't stand, and, uh, so then, I think it was the next day, I finally, I went to pick up Harper, and my leg just, like, basically gave out from underneath me. And Ransom was like, that's it. We're going to the hospital. Like, something is, you know, like, this is not muscle. Something's really wrong. And uh, they did a bunch of x-rays and came back in. And they were like, so when did you do this and how did you do this? And I was like, oh, like, yes, a day ago, paralyzing me. Why? And they were like, you fractured your fibula. <laughs> and I was like, what? And they were like, you broke your leg. And I was just like, no, like my leg, you know what I mean? I was like, I tore my calf or something, like my leg's not broken. And it uh, turned out that I had a spiral fracture on my left leg in my fibula. So I basically, it snapped during my second spot and I ended up finishing the whole meet and pulling 314 with a broken leg. So, I mean, was no, no big deal. <laughs> Who breaks the fucking fibula? <laughs> I'm telling you, it was because, and then they said that, I'm like, how, how did this happen? And they were like, well, probably because you had a stress fracture, which, if anybody's ever been wrapped by Ransom before, I'm pretty sure they can attest that it's a very good possibility that Ransom wrapped my leg, <laughs> and wrapped my knees, and broke my leg. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you you did. There were vows that said bound to death. So, <laughs> but you know, it was. But again, it was it was a good experience. You know, I, I committed myself. I went there to do something. I ended up getting first in two two division. Yeah, open and so masters. But yeah, I ended up getting two first. You know, so I went there and I I achieved. I stood up there and I didn't give up. You know, so for me it was. You know, I wasn't going to give up. I wasn't going to just say, oh, well, you know, whatever. Like, I was going to push myself as far as I could go. So, and I did. So, but, um, you know, and then 12 weeks in a leg immobilizer. So. Oh. I, I, that, yeah. that was my next question was, like, what did you have to do for it? Like, if it's because, yeah. like, you can't, you can't really do anything. You just have to, like, let it heal. Yeah, because um, it was either a cast or um, a full, like, a mobilizer, and I wanted to be able to be, you know, mobile still. So um, I did 
uh, I went with a light mobilizer just so that I could, you know, because I need to take it on and off and be a little bit more. A little bit more free, you know. yeah. And then, and so yeah. so I know you said it, but say it again. So how long did it take to heal to where you could like, like squat again and all that? Well, it was twelve weeks in that, but I kind of squatted the whole time on the other leg. Um, right. I didn't stop training. Um, I just adjusted my training. I benched a lot. My bench got really, really, really good. Um, right. Um. It was probably, it was 12 weeks in that, and then pretty much right after that, they slowly let me start doing stuff. But it was, when was it that I was, I was, I was actually probably just fully beginning to like put weight on, like heavier weight on the bar and squat, and then I found out I was pregnant, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. (laughs) So that kind of took a different path at that point. Right. Well, I mean, it'll be pretty exciting when you are back, you know, next year in full force. You're like, all right, legs healed, baby healthy, baby's good. good. Now let mama fucking squat, please. Yeah, that's what I told her. And I was like, I don't care what the doctor said. Two days after I give birth, I'm getting back to the gym. I'm getting my body back. I'm getting my strength back. I was like, I'm, I literally got strapped to my back she's gonna live there and I'm gonna get back into this because because it was it was I broke my leg and then we were I actually got pregnant at the current and uh so it, that was April so it, by the time you know I broke my leg in January by the time we went through all the healing process and PT and everything and got back on track it was actually like in probably you know I was eating really good and back on track you know I was putting up better numbers again and then it was like oh well let's go to the turn and get pregnant (laughs) (laughs) god damn it ransom (laughs) (laughs) she told me it was impossible apparently it wasn't i mean yeah you would you would think so (laughs) (laughs) you're like nothing is impossible for chance Exactly. <laughs> Only possibly improbable, but never impossible. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a, it was a big surprise. I thought I was sick. I was just like, something's wrong. I'm not really feeling that great, you know. Like I, I just was like off. And then I came home one day and I was like, I can't take this anymore. And I took, I think I took like three or four pregnancy tests. And Rance was at work, and I was like, okay, well. <laughs> oh. So came home, I, sh- I showed him my lifting video and I had squatted and I actually had had a really good squat day and I was showing it to him and I was like look at how great and then I let him slip to the next picture and the next picture was four positive pregnancy <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was actually even more funny but I'm here for it is I wasn't able to get excited about it right there I wanted to like freak out, get all excited and happy, but Harper was like ten feet away, so I couldn't yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, we want to, you know, wait to tell her until you know just as out the first trimester, because uh, you know that's what most people end up having like miscarriages. Yeah. Stuff is wrong. So like I was like, this is you were me right now to do this right here. And you're like, God damn it. But, but too, I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm curious because I was kind of curious. I, I had been mean to ask if you guys had planned it or if it was an accident, obviously, or an accident, but you know, unplanned. Uh, I plan, but I told her, you know, just because of, you know, it being in full prep for the current and everything, I was like, it's more than likely not going to be able to happen. Uh, but, 
you know, if it does, awesome. And it just we so happened uh, that it did. Well, we had decided that it would in June if we at that time in June if we if nothing you know had happened that we would go and see a doctor you know and kind of see what we had to do you know to get levels right again and stuff like that and uh so it was pretty funny considering like we had decided that he would do the current and then secretly do a meet behind chris's back at norris in june oh it was for a little bit well i asked him like a week after if i'd be able to do it and he told me yes yeah but it was sleeves at that point um but um so we kind of decided that after all that we would you know go and check but Somebody else had another plan. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well, at least Lisa know that your your daughter Ranson is going to be so badass that that not e- not even improbable statistics were in her way. <laughs> like, like, like that's that's pretty awesome. But I mean, but but I mean, and when you found out, dude, were you just like, you know, obviously, with that improbability, were you just like, all right then, <laughs> like? Years down the road, you hear like those those, those like old guys. They're they're just like like listen, listen. No X Y and Z can stop a Henderson sperm. Like not, in this case, <laughs> no gear in the world can stop a, a chance of sperm from getting tits destination. <laughs> yeah, that, it was definitely it was definitely a surprise. But you know, we're very excited and. We haven't, we really, it was also one of those things where it was, we had so much going on and so much already planned for this year, you know, with Branson meets and I was actually, when we were at the Kern with everybody, um, you know, with Bree and Chris and uh, everybody, we had all decided to do record breakers and that was supposed to be my like meet to come back from breaking my leg in January. And so we were all going to do record breakers together. And so kind of when we came home, I got like, you know, lit a fire under my ass and was like, all right, I'm doing this. I'm going to commit. And Ranson and I started programming and all kinds of stuff and coming up with ways to get our, you know, like get my legs stronger and stuff. And uh, so that, that definitely, I definitely didn't think I was going to be, you know, wrapping, helping wrap people's knees and getting them ready for the platform at Record Breakers. Originally, I thought I was going to be competing myself, but instead, I was seven months pregnant. So yeah, but hey, I mean, like you, like you said, everybody is excited, uh, and I kind of feel like you guys, you get. I feel like you're. I mean, obviously, your daughter Harper now, but also you know your future daughter. It's. I think like everyone kind of adopts them. They're like the powerlifting kids. Everybody who like follows you guys knows them. We, we, you know, everyone is going to just, like you said, adopt. Kind of, they're the village children, the powerlifting gym children. So, which is awesome, and it's it's really yeah, fun. No, it is, and that's what you know. Originally, Ranson and I kind of went back and forth on, you know, like well, Ranson and I kind of we might not be living on this coast come April, you know, so we might be living on another coast, maybe. Um, so, so it would be easier, but if we do are still living here, you know, like, do you want to fly across, across country for two kids, you know, with two kids? And, um, 
you know, but I, I think it's important for them, you know, they, you know, especially Harper, she sees Ransom training all the time and she sees all the work he gets to put in, you know, she should be able to see, you know, how amazing he is on platform, you know, at that level and competing and stuff like that. She should see his, you know, accomplishments. I think it's incredibly important. And not only that, but, you know, like you said, you're going to wear, you're going to wear the shit out of our baby, you know, kind of thing. And so I'm not worried about having anybody watch her, you know, because you guys it's, will be watching her. It's, so. it's, it's true. I did, I did say I, I will carry the shit out of that baby. I will. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think we'll have to fight, you know, with Jill I mean, I mean that's fine. It looks like the attendance of that meet will go down because I'll kill them for it. Like, like, like I, I mean, I mean, if they want to go, we can go. Like, it's, it's, it's fine. I called fucking dibs. <laughs> Let it be known now. Let it be known now. I called dibs. You have the text message where I said it. So if they have something that will beat that, I will concede. But until then, you can fucking suck it. Let me hold the baby first. <laughs> well, that's what you know. You know, talked about the other day. That it's just—it's very important for me. You know, our family is very important, and you know, us experiencing this together as something that's such a big part of our lives, like, we should all be there for each other, supporting each other, you know, no matter what, you know, and this is Ransom's life, and so we will be there to support him as far as he needs to go, you know? You know, I don't I don't know if I'm willing to do more than, like, a, a six-hour clean ride with multiple children, but, you know... <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. We'll start with six. <laughs> Yeah, but it, and it's and it's also so cool. Like for those kids, you know, even when they're young. But for Harper, it's like that's an adventure. Like when I was young, my parents we didn't really get they worked a lot. We didn't really get to travel or go do things, and I always wanted to. But the few times that my dad would take me to like, um, my dad was a, he did swimming and motocross. So if he took me to like a race with him. Or, you know, he took me to any of those things which were local because we couldn't, you know, really go anywhere. I was ecstatic. Yeah. So just doing that kind of stuff or being like, we're going to go to California and watch, you know, dad lift. And like that's that's really fucking cool. And that's the kind of thing that really shapes, I think, a child in a very, a really like deep, a very, a very profound way and makes them very unique because they're having an experience that most normal children don't get to have. Yeah, and I think, too, it's important because they see the work. Like, you know, she sees him in the gym, you know. She sees him in the gym having good days, having bad days. She sees, you know, me making his meals for him and doing all these things, you know. And, you know, like, all those things, committing committing yourself to something in a way that Branson has, you know, um, it in a way it takes away from family time, you know, whether that's, People can look at that right, wrong, or indifferent, but that's the life we choose. So for me, it's important to show her, well, this is what you're putting all your hard work into. You know what I mean? This is this is what, you know, this is those, you know, days that he's in the gym for three hours and maybe you want to go to the park or something like that. Like, this is why, you know, we're, we're doing this. So you can, so he can accomplish this, you know? And, and I think that's important to show them because then children themselves learn that, you know, that when you put the hard work in and you put the dedication in and stuff, this is, this is, you know, what you become, you know? And, and I, I think that that gets lost a lot now, 
you know, so for especially Harper to see him, you know, start from the beginning and follow it all the way through and commit himself and then, you know, come out on top. I think that's, you know, I, I think it's amazing to be able to experience that as a kid. It really is. It, it, and it's, um, you know, like, how do you say it's, it's like you see, it's having that experience, but showing them the big picture too. Because I think a lot of time kids that you know people are, it's, we tell them you know it's because you know our other adults speak to kids in the it's because I said so or this is the way it is, but they don't really try to explain to the kid. So the kid doesn't really get the big picture. So by you know having her be able to experience all parts of that, then she knows like as you said from the beginning through the good days through the bad days, and then here's this is what you get. Through all of that, here's the big picture. This is how that works. This is this is that you know that piece. And I think a lot of other you know kids maybe don't get to see that big picture, so they grow up and they don't really understand you know that process like in depthly. They don't know it. Maybe they know it theoretically, but they've not seen it or experienced it firsthand. So too, just to be, you know, for him to have his family, you know, like his children sitting there and, the, you know, like watch, you know, like right there, you know, to watch him. You know, I think that's very important too. You know, like powerlifting is a, it's a hard sport. It's hard on your body. It's hard on your life. It is, it is to compete at the level that Ransom competes at and dedicates himself to, you know, it, it's envious because it's, it's not a, Oh, I think I'm just going to wake up and do this today. It's it's not that kind of thing. Or I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to lift heavy. Like it's it's not. It's it's a complete dedication of your whole life. And there is a lot of people that don't understand that, you know. And I think when you are with someone and they dedicate themselves to that, you have to be there too, you know. And you know, I stay up nights helping him cook or, you know, like I sit outside the garage door making sure he hasn't fallen or like, you know, like whatever it is, you know, like travel with him, whatever, you know, because this is, this is the person I fell in love with and I'm, I'm going to be there, you know, whether some days I wish I could say, Hey, let's go do this instead. You know, this is a commitment he made and, you know, we're going to follow through, you know, and the thing is, he's just as supportive of me you know, in, in whatever I do and Harper, you know, so it's, you know, that's, we have a very strong family and we can do anything because we support each other fully in whatever, you know, the other one's doing. And, and I think that's extremely important, especially in the sport that can be so mentally and physically hard on you, you know? Yeah. And I think it's kind of, it's like a culture. It's kind of like you guys, you know, in your family, you have a culture of, commitment and support like you all commit to stuff and you all support each other and, and involvement because like you could easily do you know commit to whatever you want but not really involved but you guys because it's such a commitment instead of having to try to compartmentalize you guys just integrate and you know, everybody's a part of it and so it's like you get to you know have family time but still commit you know, do your commitment. And so that, which is cool because then like for Harper, that'll teach her, like you said, to commit to stuff. Like if you're going to do something, see it through. Um, but also she's going to know she can because she knows that her mom and dad are going to support her and she knows she'll you know keep doing that and she'll involve you with it because that's just what you do. Everyone, you just, everyone, you know, commits, supports and is involved. And that's, that's cool. And it's, it's missing in really any sport, but as well, I think just even most, family dynamics most of the, you a lot of families just kind of do their own thing you know there's not really like involvement like 
you know, um, like I did, I'm the, I was the only one in my family who did like martial arts and like they, my parents didn't know anything about it, but my dad and my mom, they would, they would come to my meets and they would try to learn. They would ask questions. They wanted to know what yeah. was going on and that was cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. just getting that culture. And I, yeah. And I think just support, you know, just supporting each other is extremely important. You know, like I said, it, you know, powerlifting is a very, it can be very, I mean, obviously it's physically draining, but it's very, it can be very mentally exhausting on a person. And, you know, I think, you know, part of the reason why ranting can be successful at times, you know, through the harder times, you know, I'd like to hope is because he knows that, you know, we're standing there in this corner no matter what, you know, and, um, you know, and even, you know, having a great team of people, you know, like, everybody out in Washington, like, I, I couldn't speak more highly of Chris being his coach. I, there, there are no words that I could say to thank him for how he's been to Ranton, you know, and that goes back to the, you know, family aspects of it, supporting each other, you know. Chris flew out to Wilmington last year for Ranson's meet, and, you know, we had never met him. You know, I had never met him, you know, kind of thing, and here we are all standing there while Ranson's having the worst weight cut of his life, throwing up all over us, basically. And we became great friends. And he, you know, checks on us as a family. He checks on Ranson as a client. You know, we've we've become, you know, like family, basically, you know. And, and everybody out there, you know, has really, you know, and even here at Norse, you know, like we have a great, we're surrounded by a great amount of people who, you know, help us get through any, any part of your life, you know. And that's what it's about. It's like we get to do something we love, and then as a byproduct, we get to find people who share that love, and then we end up loving those people for who they are. And in, in that's it's it's a cool thing. It's like why why would you ever give that up? It's like you get so much out of that sport, and or just out of that like that activity. It opens those doors to those people and those experiences, and 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 that's cool. And you get to meet all those people. I mean. Like through the sports, like I get to talk to you guys, Chris. I mean, uh, but you know, countless people, and it's and it's all just because of you know this crazy hobby that we do, which which is fun. Yeah, and everybody, you know, everybody comes from a different place, so it's it's really you know, I mean, like like location and like you know where how they grew up or how they everything. So it's it's always super interesting to be in a room with a group of powerlifters because yeah, most of them are all like you know, slightly meat-headed, but, you know, they always all have, you know, they, they, they're some of the people with some of the biggest hearts I've ever met, you know, like, and really just genuine people, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, it is. And, and, and like you said, everyone is supportive and just, just loves to see everyone else succeed. Um, because everybody, uh, you know, once we step under the bar, everyone is the same, and somebody's a hundred percent max effort is there is the same as someone else's hundred percent max effort. Just because the numbers are different, the the experience and the effort is the same, and that is the great equalizer, I think, and that's cool. And um, speaking of which, you, which I and I, I've been wanting to like segue into it because. It's, it's fun. You're still lifting at eight months pregnant, and that's fucking rad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really it, honestly, it, it's helped so much. Um, I heard uh, a lot of, I've gotten a lot of um, negative. Um, I don't know if 
comments or I've gotten a lot of, in the beginning, I got a lot of negativity from it. Um, and I chose, you know, I went, I had to choose a different doctor because they didn't agree with it. And I got a little angry with her and kind of had to leave maybe sooner than I should have. Um, <laughs> I kind of yelled at her. Um, I kind of yelled at your doctor. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's really funny. Uh, what was most funny though is the doctor said, yeah, I don't think you should be lifting, but Romeo would be, be great. You can do that. You know, you can run a marathon tomorrow if you want to. And be just like, we don't run. That would probably be the worst idea to just start up running. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, she was like, um, after 13 weeks, we don't encourage weights, but um, if you want to, you know, run or like run a marathon, like that would be great. And I just looked at her and I was like, I do not run. I was so mad and then she just started kind of like going off on you know different things that could hurt the baby or different things whatever and I was like find me an article find me the information that you know you that you can prove that you are correct in what you're saying and um she was like well I'll be back in a little bit and I was like okay we're into my Saturday and I just kept getting madder and madder and madder and then she finally came back and was like well, so as of now, it's just kind of like inconclusive, and we just don't know what it would do. And I was like, okay. And I looked at Rance, and he's like, we should go. And I was just like, we, yeah, we should go. Because I was, I, I was so, just how uneducated people are on the benefits of what, like, lifting does for women in general, but especially a woman who's pregnant, you know, who's about to go labor is not easy. It is a scary situation. It is not, you know, it's not fun. Like it's not, you know, it's not like you just walk into the hospital and you're like, Oh, here I am. And then they're like, Oh, here's your baby. Have a nice day. Like you have to work for that. <laughs> it's the hospital of storks. And they're like, here, yeah. here's your baby. <laughs> here's your baby. You know, like, that's thank you for coming. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> oh, I see you slid that one in there. That was good. <laughs> but, um, and even just being pregnant, you know, like, in general, it's hard, you know, what your body goes through, um, you know, and having to be able to support that is, you know, like, why would, I don't understand why, you know, weightlifting wouldn't be encouraged, you know, like, you're about to gain an excess of anywhere from 30 to 70 pounds, you know, like, why wouldn't doctors encourage women to have, you know, the structure to be able to support that, you know, so it doesn't do as much long-term damage as, you know, it could, you know, um, kind of thing. Um, I had a hard time this pregnancy in the beginning. I was very sick. Um, The first three months, three to four months, (laughs) I pretty much threw up at least four to eight times a day. It was awful. Um, And uh, I ended up losing a lot of weight because of the fact that I couldn't eat and stuff like that. So training, I would just sit in the gym and cry. And Ransom would come home and be like, are you okay? And I'd be like, I just want to be able to live. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm getting so little and I can't, you know, like I just wanted to be able to like feel like myself again and I I, I just physically couldn't so I would just sit on the bench and cry and um, (laughs) and Rance is laughing like I wanted to cry Rance is like (laughs) (laughs) 
kind of like one of those things where it is funny. Like, I mean, walking when he's coming home and walks into the gym and, you know, his pregnant wife is sitting there crying on a bench because she can't lift. You know, it was, I'm sure it's funny, but at the time it was not. Yeah, it's, it's a hindsight funny. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, but um, I... I just, you know, it, it, I feel great. Like now, you know, once my second trimester hit and I was able to eat and like keep food down and have energy and stuff, you know, I, I definitely, you know, we, we kind of decided, Ransom and I, in the beginning that, you know, at first I was still trying to hit numbers, you know, close to what I was before. And it just was uncomfortable and it was, you know, just not, it just wasn't practical and you know he sat me down and he was like you know why don't we work on form and work on you know just keeping you strong throughout this pregnancy and then when you're done you know you'll have a much quicker recovery time and we'll be able to get right back on track you know but that, that took a little bit of a break back from there of course it did <laughs> you know i used to do these numbers i mean, can't think about the numbers you've done before I was like, you know, you haven't trained in, you know, 12 weeks now because you've been either you're so tired, you know, just the baby's so draining you or you've thrown up, you know, four times a day so you're just tired from that. Like, you're, you're fine. You're still training. It's okay. Just do what you can do and don't push yourself too crazy hard. Just do what you're capable of. You'll be fine. And finally, like, one day she's like, okay, you're right. And yeah, that's always a great thing to hear. <laughs> <laughs> always, and, I, and it is tough because I mean, it is just like finding that scale. Because I, I know, like the out of my other friends who are you know are lifters, you know, and who have been pregnant, like one of the things that they've heard from doctors who like who you know advise against it, quote unquote, it's because you know the relaxant hormone that softens your bones that allows it to like move, and their like theory like is that. If you're loading that, you know, loading those joints with heavy weight under that hormone that literally softens your bones, that oh, that probably can't be good. But and I mean, but it's a, such a slight thing, and like you, and like you said, like you just kind of find that right, you know, spot, and you just do what you can now. But you're going to keep that same muscle memory. You're going to work the technique, and and so your body is there. And then yeah, once. You know, baby comes, even though the relaxant does stay in your system for, I think it was like six months. Like, it's, or like, it like goes down, like within a six month period, it takes for it to like go down and then it's, it's gone. It's like you'll, your muscle, you know, your, your body remembers. It's not, you know, like, like, like he, like he said, like it's going to recover much faster because it's been doing it all the way up as, you know, for as long as you could. And yeah, yeah and none, and none of, the women I, I know, which is actually a pretty good handful, who have still lifted and been active during the like entirety of their pregnancies, have had completely just healthy babies, like really good birthings, and they're and they're just and, and same thing. They were freaking back on the horse, fucking within just like two or three weeks, like each of them. Well, and, that, and that's my thing is like why you know I, I understand it. That doctors, you know, and that's what we ended up getting rid of that doctor, obviously, and got a, um, we got a midwife, and we love her. Like, she is wonderful. Like, you know, the first day, I literally looked at her and was like, how do you feel about lifting? She was like, as long, <laughs> she was like, as long as you're comfortable, and it's not, you're not in pain, she's like, and 
it's not something that's, you know, draining the life out of you. She's like, I go ahead. She's like, do it as long as you want. She's like, as heavy as you want as you know, whatever is comfortable for you is basically what she said. Yeah. And it was, you know, I, I check in with her when I go, you know, kind of to the doctor, I check in and, you know, just make sure that everything looks good and that, you know, nothing, but you know, she told me, you're not going to have, you're not going to have a miscarriage from lifting. If you, if you were to fall or drop something, of course, but you're not going to have a miscarriage from deadlifting. That's, you're having a miscarriage because of another reason. You know what I mean? And it may happen at that moment, but that's, that's not why, you right. know? So, you know, the body does things for reasons and, you know, like one of her things that she told me was, you know, there are women in other countries who are carrying you know, huge things of water and other children for miles and they have babies all the time. You know, like for some reason in this country we put pregnant women in this bubble of, you know, they can't do this or they can't do that or whatever, you know, kind of thing. And you know, I, I understand pregnancy can be scary because, you know, you're going live and it's amazing and you want the baby and you want you, you want the end result. But you're not you're not gonna it, you're not doing the damage of what you think by weightlifting. It's just, it's not, that's not how it works. Yeah, because you're, so, you're, you're pregnant and you're growing life, but you're not dead. Uh, no, and, you know, yeah. like, I work, I work full-time. You know, I have, um, I coach, you know, I train women in my, you know, in our garage. I, you know, make jewelry on the side. I have a six-year-old. I have two dogs. I, you know, have a husband who I support. And I still get through every day. My baby is healthy and doesn't stop moving and is, you know, I've, it, it's great. You know, like I, so, you know, and lifting has only made that easier because I can prepare my body for all the things it's about to go through, you know, and, um, you know, in the beginning it, it was, it was really hard, but, you know, once I made the decision to not have higher expectations and just to go in the gym and even if I only had 20 minutes, do what I can do, you know, like some days I just go in and deadlift and that's it. Some days I go in and bench and do accessories and do all kinds of stuff, you know, kind of thing. But I just had to listen to my body, you know, and, and that's a humbling experience, but it's allowed me to stay strong throughout this whole, you know, eight months at this point. Don't, so. you, don't you guys have a horse too? A horse? Yeah. Could have swore you guys had a Mustang. But, right. No, we're no, we're no. My daughter's not allowed to have a horse. It's not. It's not what I, it's not what I meant. It's not, not. Not. what I meant. Not what I meant. But it's okay. You'll get it later. You'll get the joke later. Well, Ransom has. Did you just get it? Did you just get it? Okay. All right. I'll just forget about it. Because he's Chance Mustang. You have a Mustang. Got it. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. I know. I know. It was off topic, but you said the dog when you were like listing off like all the things you had the dogs, and then I had it, and then I was like, I'm holding it this whole time. Like I don't, don't, don't. I can't. Don't, don't interrupt, but hold it. Hold the thought, because I'm fucking ADD, and that's what happens. So. <laughs> It's been, especially once I started feeling better, it, it's really amazing because then it gives you, as a woman too, it gives you a sense of empowerment. You know, like I just walked in here and deadlifted 200 pounds, seven months pregnant. Like, you know, like that, you need those little, like, get through the day kind of like pickups when you're 
seven months pregnant, you know, and, you know, so I've had to, I've had to change to sumo, which was something I swore I would never do. Um, oh, whatever. Oh. I pulled conventional. I hated sumo. I actually, last year, during meat prep, cried in the gym several times because Ranson made me do sumo. Like, I would literally just sit there and cry. And why? Why? What What did sumo do to you people? Like, that, like... Like, like, wait, like you will, you will put, you will low bar and you will arch your back, but you pull sumo and oh my god, it's horrible. What's really funny is right now, sumo technique is like flawless. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, it's really good. Like, I watched it. Like, I mean, it, it really is, but I bet even without that, you would still be really good at the sumo. I mean, between obviously, like you know, you know, Rant, you know, Ranson cueing you because he, he's great at it, but like, I bet you would just be good at sumo. Like, like, you're probably just good at sumo. Just accept this, Jessica. Like, just accept it. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning to accept it. I'm, I'm way more open to it now. Well, because I don't have a choice because I can't. I cannot. I I tried as hard as I could for as long as I could to pull conventional, but then it started getting like pain, painful because I was like literally squishing my belly just because of principle. Yeah, I and not pull sumo because Ransom wanted me to. Yeah, um, like so. And, but but um, but isn't in our sport? Isn't it just like whatever moves the most weight? Like it's all that matters. It's all that fucking matters. Listen, you're you're right. You know, but. You are right, and you know, so I'm I'm accepting it a little bit more. And last night I was working on technique and watching videos and kind of like trying to figure out. And I really didn't hate it as much as I used to. So I may uh-huh. transfer to the dark side. You know, you never know. It the may dark- be, you know. Let me tell. Ta- that's, that's where we're at. It, it is. And let me tell you something about the dark side. We have cookies. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's really a great place to be. I mean, telling an eight-month pregnant person that you have cookies, that's going to go far. It will. Actually, right now, if you told her that pulling sumo, you would give her endless mayonnaise and sriracha, uh, she would do it every day, all day. Mayonnaise and sriracha? What are you, like a German lady? Like, that's all my German friends... It's like literally all of my my friends from Germany love mayonnaise and sriracha. So we're just. Like this. She's been on the for weeks, like eating everything. It's so good on tacos. Like just covering your tacos and mayonnaise and sriracha. First of all, on tacos, like <laughs> like mayonnaise and sriracha on tacos, like <laughs> Jesus. No, if you guys come back to California, I'm not letting you put mayonnaise and sriracha on tacos. You can put it on a fucking burger. You can put it on anything else, but I'm not going to let you put it on tacos. No, I'm not going to do it. I know that it's inside your list of things that I say funny. He didn't know such thing. Just because I saw how much 
you know, negativity there is towards it and how many women do want to be able to train and how much it would help them. So that's on my next list of things to do and accomplish is to hopefully open up, um, you know, ways to train women who are looking for that during their pregnancy. And because there isn't a lot of places to go or there isn't a lot of, it's not encouraged, you know, and, and I think it should be. I, I, I agree because, again, all the women I've known who have done it have all had such great experiences and have had such healthy pregnancies and birthing. And, and it would and it would just be awesome to, like you said, like it's not common to be able to have that. And and stay with me, you know, maybe eventually uh, Jessica has her own special center for birthing where it's like, you know, pregnancy, po- you know, pre and postpartum fitness as long, along with like breathing classes and like a whole like one-stop shop for like pregnancy fitness. And, you know, powerlifting in itself, just teaching bracing. I mean, oh you know, my God, you yes. Know, like, you know, all the lifts, you know, in powerlifting. What? Um, and, uh, you know, bracing is so important. While bracing is extremely important when you're giving birth to a child, you know, like it's just, it, it really kind of does, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, are pretty parallel. That I think that if people actually researched it and looked into it instead of just being afraid of it, you know, it, it would open a lot more doors. Yeah, and I think really the main, again, you know, back to like the doctors and the reason is like there isn't anything conclusive. It's just that they're doctors and they pl- practice defensive medicine so they can cover their ass. Like they're always going to do the least threatening, most defensive option because. That's honestly just what they're taught. They're taught to basically like do, you know, do find the way that you will probably not get sued and it will be like kind of the easiest route for whatever you know, you're you're doing, whatever the patient is going through. And that's kind of what they do. Like that's what they do. So it's yeah. in, and, they, and they kind of have to. Like that's kind of their job. It's partly their fault, partly not their fault, partly, mostly the system. So – well, that's just kind of the world we live in. We live in a world of fear now. It's, you know, everything is, everybody's, instead of just, you know, everything is fear. You know, it's fear of what could happen or, you know, like what, you know, might happen or something like that. Instead of just going with it and seeing what could happen, you know, everything is, is very, everybody's very fearful of the possibilities. You know, um, I'm a little bit older, I won't say how old, but I'm a little bit older. Aren't you like 26? 26, yeah? We'll, we'll say 26. Exactly. Let's say 26. So, you know, instantly when I go into the doctor, they say like every other word out of their mouth is like Down syndrome, you know, because I'm older and I have a high, you know, and then they're like, well, you're high risk. And then they're like, and then it's like, well, you shouldn't work out because of all these things. And I'm like, it, you know, I'm healthy. I live, you know what I mean? I take care of myself. I eat better than Ranson ever could on a bat, you know, like. <laughs> Ranson eats like trash. I don't know what he did before he said he <laughs> he, lived, he lived off of putting Reese's in his cereal and called it protein. You know, he literally ate, what did you eat? Pizza? What did, you, what did you tell me you ate like for like the whole year before? You know, he was like pizza, burgers, and ice cream. Yeah, pizza, burgers, and ice cream, and so somehow has like eight percent body fat. Like he's a freak. He is a freak. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it's just and it, it goes back to you know like 
they that was the whole thing of you know well you could have all these complications and it's like or i won't yeah or and, maybe not like <laughs> yeah and i'll just you know so i think if women had, were supported more and i think they would be more open to it i think they're just taught to be fearful and put themselves in a bubble and i think there are a lot more i think women are a lot stronger than they could ever imagine you know and i i think that if given the opportunity you know it would be they would be much you know stronger and feel that way yeah, and and to I, I agree, because once you and, and it's just references. Once you have more references and more experiences of seeing that, seeing how strong you can be, another woman can be being pre- like what like. I think that's why it's important, like which is awesome for you to share your journey, and then you know for you to share that with other people because you'll be able to show give them a different reference than what they've been told, and hopefully that changes that paradigm. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, like, it also, too, and pregnancy can help in certain ways. Like, my leg drive was shit in bench before, and now I, it's amazing, because I've, you know, like, been working on it, and, you know, I do more of a wide grip bench now, and I'm able to, you know, like, place my feet in a different spot, and I've, like, taught myself and everything, because I've had to, like, support my belly while I was benching, and I've, my bench has, it's probably the best it's ever looked. You know, and I'm eight months pregnant. You know, so it's you know one of those things where if you just you get over the fear of what other people tell you, and you know, it's really amazing what a woman's, what really what anybody's body, but a woman's body is capable of. I mean, no, you can say women's because you guys grow life, so you always have kind of a one up on us there. So, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> like we all accept it. <laughs> like, you know. It's it's uh, it's amazing. Like you guys, you guys, you know, women can get strong, do anything, just like men can do. But then they also, oh yeah, can grow life. So that's pretty rad. Uh, it's it's, it's a cool thing. You know, to be able to, and how amazing is it to be able to be strong and get stronger while growing life? Like, yeah, like that's fucking rad. <laughs> yeah, like it's pretty. You know, it's pretty amazing. So yeah, I definitely. I, I I do have to ask a question, and you may not like the question, so you can forgive me like later. Uh, but like, you do realize that by teaching postpartum women, that you will have to teach them sumo, right? <laughs> like, just, yes. yes, okay, all right. Just, I just don't know if that dawned across your mind at all, but you know. <laughs> I, you know, and that's the thing is, I, I. I I'm more so pick on Branson about the sumo situation rather than I know that I know the text have the benefits. You know, sumo is, is such a technical lift, you know, that to be able to pull sumo like Branson does, pull sumo like Chris does, pull sumo like Capri does, like people like that, to be able to technically do that, it, it's amazing. It is, because it, it is much more technical than conventional, and there is so many more aspects of it that play into rather than you know walking up and picking up a weight and putting it down yeah you know and, and so i do appreciate sumo it's just i just didn't want to personally have to be the one to do it but you know things change and you know so yeah. maybe that's where we're at you and know, but. and now that well especially like with chris and ranson um they pull conventional as good as they pull sumo and it's kind of stupid so Oh, it's, oh, it's so annoying. It's like, so annoying. Like it, it, like like watching Chris when he when he's at his when he's at like his peak and he 
pulls his conventional or pulls his sumo, they look almost the same, except it just his his knees are just in different spots. And the same with Ransom. And I've seen him like pull conventional. Like you're like you're like, you're like, like what what point is it different? The, the, you know, um, I do maintain though that I think that actually like the the sequence of events between sumo and conventional. I think sumo makes better conventional. Like because my like I pull conventional now. Because I did pull sumo before, it didn't go very well. So I, on my off season, switched to conventional, and my coach was like, "You know, that looks better. Like you're more efficient, for some reason, mechanically better. So we're gonna stick with conventional, and we'll ride that horse out." But I pull conventional. Like when I do it, I just pull sumo in my head. Like I go through the same sequence of events, just in a different position. So that well, I think that like just training sumo helps conventional. Because I mean, I went. Uh, a little over two years without putting in a single pound on my deadlift in competition. And then at Record Breakers, I put 44 pounds on it. Yeah? Uh, yeah, so because, like, we trained sumo uh, after my meet in June. I trained sumo up until probably like six weeks out. And then we switched to conventional to kind of get my hips a break. And my conventional just was looking way better. Uh, and so when I was up in Vancouver with Chris, you know, training before, you know, three weeks out, uh, we kind of pulled both ways to kind of see what would happen. That was actually the first time I'd pulled Sumo in the, like that time period. And, uh, you know, Sumo still looked good. Uh, conventional just was feeling better and going better. I think just the, the Sumo training and learning to kind of wedge against the bar differently and, and the position you kind of have to be in with sumo just kind of transfers over well to be in a better position off the ground conventional yeah because yeah you, like you said you want that same lever like i i, I my, my theory is that sumo sumo technique will help your conventional and and also snatch grip deadlifts will also help with, with in, ter- in terms of that like i think training sumo and snatch grip deadlifts will give you a, a better conventional also. And obviously, this, and they all just kind of recycle and they help each other. But, I mean, from what I think those, I think I just think it does. From what I've seen, I, I just think they, they, are, they carry over to each other very well. But, oh, yeah. I, I agree very much with that. Just seeing Ransom training and even, you know, like, Ransom does all my programming. And, um, you know, so just in my programming, just watching the difference, you know, Snatch grip deadlifts are a huge part of our, you know, programming, and although they're brutal, oh yeah, and, uh, yeah, you know, um, but I, I definitely think it helps for sure. Um, you know, but it, it's it is kind of stupid in a way, but funny. You know, when whenever Ransom's going into a meet, we literally when he's warming up for deadlifts, he has to warm up both ways and see which feels better. And it's kind of annoying because you're just like, here he is. He's like, I don't know how I'm going to feel today on either one of these. So we'll see what happens. And then he goes in and he'll warm up, you know, for the current he did it and for record breakers, you know. Because my head was hurting for squats. Yeah, we decided to pull conventional instead of sumo. Yeah. But still, it's like, oh, which will I pick today? You know, like, they're lucky that they can just be like, oh, which one will I pick? Yeah, which one will suit me today? Fuck you guys. 
fucking weirdos. Well, well, us draft people over here are just trying to get by. Well, I mean, Ransom's, you know, height is not this, you know, like one of his, you know, strong so I don't know how tall are you Ransom? I don't know I don't know how tall you are really I would have guessed you were like 510 at least uh, wow. no, All right. we're like the same height basically what in pictures he always looks a little like taller than you maybe I just imagine you guys just being taller I don't know I mean, I don't. I'm not big, but like people were like, "Oh, you, you, you do look, you, you look bigger in your videos." I've gotten that. I'm like, "Well, fuck you too." Like, yeah. I don't know. It's because I'm, I'm like, I am a little bit taller than I'm a draft person, so I'm kind of mean. So, and so I'm just like, "Yeah, yeah, it's." A, You're not a giraffe. <laughs> I am a draft person. I'm 87.3 percent legs. Like, <laughs> like it's it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. Like I'll, I'll send you guys a side view of like one of my squats today and look at the top of my hip. Then look at the top of my shoulder from that same point in my hip. It looks ridiculous. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like, like I just I look like an odd person. Like I'm looking like if Harper drew a picture of a person with the legs are just too long. Like it's I'm pretty sure. Yeah, exactly. Like honestly, she like that's that's exactly what it is. I'm pretty sure God got drunk when he made me. It was just like, mm, longer legs and spare parts. There you go. <laughs> like that's. I'm pretty, I I maintain he probably made me after the platypus. Like he made the platypus and was still on that drunk. And was just like, hey, let's make him. And someone was probably like, you know, maybe you should sleep this one off before you go back to the human creating. He's like, no, it's fine. It's cool. Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it has to be beneficial in some ways. I haven't figured it out yet, Jess, but thanks for the positivity. <laughs> I mean, you could probably do the light super easily. All right, like. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. I guess. I don't know. You can get stuff over the top shelf for people. Well, how tall are you? I'm I'm six foot. Um, just over six foot. Like I'm not I'm not like six one. Yeah, but girls like women like taller guys. I haven't worn a heel in like almost two years because I don't want to be taller than Ramsey. You know what? And that's and that's and that is true. Like that is actually I actually find it like I, I actually feel bad. Like I get offended when I hear like women are like no. I don't date short guys because then I'm like, well, you get mad at guys if they have any type of stipulation about the kind of girls they get at. You call them whatever, but you won't even look at a short guy. I think that's a little hypocritical. I feel bad in that end. Uh, but yeah. I mean, we have to go all the way down that path, but however. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
I mean, yes, I mean, we can, we can, we can bring that argument. Like over many, many years, guys have liked X, Y, Z, and girl, but obviously, like we are learning, like, hey, you shouldn't do that. But yet, women still do that to the short guys. Like again, I'm not short. I just feel bad for short guys. I'm just like, it's unfair. Give them a fucking break. <laughs> yeah, but butts are way better than boobs, no matter where you look at it. This is one thing. It's good that we've evolved from is that butts are much better than big boobs. Um, I, I I do agree, but then I will also add to that point that again, as a man, I'm just I'm just happy to be here, and I'm just happy whatever's in front of me. Thank you for inviting me. I'm, I, it's a pleasure, and I'm just I'm just staying, I'm just thankful to be here. Really, I'm just you had a choice. You had many choices, and you chose me. I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be glad that you know, because like, you know. I agree. For, for me, it's all about personality. You can have no butt in a flat chest, but if you're fucking awesome and hilarious, I'll throw you around all, all, all day and all night. It'll be great. It'll be, we'll have, we'll have a great time. I don't care. It's not what you have, it's how you use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why the people that are asking me, like, you know, you know, butts or boobs. I'm like, I like both. It depends on who's wearing them. So it's true. Like, I don't like, like, I, it's hundred, hundred percent true. Like, it just depends on how, how you swag it. Like, it depends on your swag. Like, like that's. I mean, if you want, you want me to drop trout really, really fast, be fucking awesome and hilarious, and I'm like, we'll go. How 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 dare you? I know you're married, but he has swag for days. <laughs> he has swag swag for days. Like I like like I, I, for days. You you're a swaggy motherfucker. Don't let her tell you that. I didn't mean to talk to you about those. Uh, just leave those inside. You're swaggy. I love the pants. Fucking, fucking no! But how can how come I have it? That's amazing. I need to find these. Yeah, he has pajama pants. One of them has penguins on them, and the other one are sleeves SpongeBob pajama pants. In my defense, I never buy clothes, so these are just given to me, and I'm not just gonna be like no because like usually desperate need of clothes, so if they even someone close to them, it's like yeah, sure. But those are fucking awesome. Like, no, no, out of those two things, I would, I would buy those. The, like, I don't see the problem here. Well, it's funny too because sometimes once it covers school, if he has to take her in late, I'm like, are you wearing those pants? And he's like, I'm walking Harper in the school. I'm like, you're wearing SpongeBob. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna be the fucking star of the school. Thank you. I bid you good day. <laughs> <laughs> Because he walks in with SpongeBob fucking pants, like that's what you're gonna get whatever you want. But I always laugh because I'm just like curious. I must say, he's gonna comment is that I wear those sandals right now only because my feet are swollen 
and so they're comfortable. But you know what she also wears? My SpongeBob pants no, and Penguin pants too. No. No, I never wear the SpongeBob pants because they're fleece and they're too hot. Penguin Penguin is awesome. That's actually like okay, I like penguins and my my friends, like my older friends, will call me a penguin. It's like a, a funny nickname because I walk funny. Like yeah. So I, I waddle. We need to work on how you present yourself and how you feel about yourself. I, oh, this, I, I'm not hard on myself. This is just this is just a, like a medical fact. My my hips have an extra space in the hip socket. Like like your hip your the, the ball of your hip should sit in the socket flush. I have this extra space that does not sit flush. So my legs naturally want to swing out and waddle. So I I, I, I naturally waddle. And I was pigeon toed as a kid. So when I was a kid, I was a waddling, pigeon-toed, little chubby guy, um, yeah, which is hilariously cute, actually. I was way cuter as a baby. Uh, but yeah, so I'm not pigeon-toed anymore, but yeah, my hips my hips naturally waddle. So I, I do, I walk, I walk funny. So that's, that's a nickname. It's, it's fine. I, I, I accept this. It's, it just it is what it is. And it's just kind of a fun. Say what? Yeah, see? You have a baby. I had I had a drunk guy. So you know, like it's so similar. It's I mean I mean you're I mean yeah, like you're creating life. She created my life after a platypus and so like just kinda on that same canvas. You know. It's, it's alright. It's cool. Whenever your woman wears your clothes. Conversation right now. I don't get offended if she wears, you know, my pants or my shirts and stuff. That's understandable. Sit better right now. What I get upset about is my motherfucking socks. <laughs> Sock, because she steals all my socks for some reason. This even happened before she was pregnant. My socks disappear. Only to end up, you know, usually in her drawers or somewhere. I'm like, are you wearing my socks right now? She's like, well, yeah, I like them. They're comfy. I'm like, I have no socks. <laughs> Well, it's because you keep wearing those dumbass sandals, Ransom. You don't wear socks at the sandals. Sandals, and then he had like gym shorts on, which was fine. 
But then he had, I don't know if he had a t-shirt or a tank top, he had a tank top on. And then he had a sweatshirt that, with the sleeves cut off of it. <laughs> you are literally like gym rat sweatshirt with the sleeves cut off of it and oh, a yeah. flat brim hat. And that's how he was traveling California. Yeah. 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 You know what? I, uh, I love you for it. I love you forever for it. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm gonna come clean though. I actually I hate sandals of any kind. I hate sandals, so I'm I'm biased. I don't like them at all. I like them of, of all kinds. Even you know, me and our friend Brian, when we were record breakers, we shared sandals. It's it's like a, a male friendship bracelet, but you do it with your feet. So if you look at some of my pictures, the record breakers. I'm wearing two different sandals. One of his and one of mine. That's we literally did that. We wore those the entire day. That's it's both adorable and the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Um, no, I just I, I dislike sandals of any kind. I just they're annoying. I don't like them. Like if you're gonna be barefoot, be barefoot. If you're gonna put some slide like some fucking like some shoes on, put some shoes on. The in-between thing, nah. Nah. And I especially hate the ones that just like go over the front of your feet so you just see the toes. It just looks so fucking tacky to me. I, I just I get annoyed by them. I don't like them. Like, I don't... My little brother's funny because he hates flip-flops because he doesn't like the noise that they make. So one time we were running to the store and he came, or pick up food and he came with me so I didn't have to get out of the car and he could just run it. And he had his sandals on and he wouldn't pick his feet up. Like he shuffled <laughs> <laughs> and his legs split in the back. And I was like, what are you doing? He said, I hate that noise. And I was like, why do you even own them? Now? Yeah, why do you own them? They don't wear those. Like, <laughs> okay, here, here's another question. How about Crocs or Birkenstocks? No. No, hard, 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 hard no there, bud. Hard no. Whoa, come on. No. I'm going to say no to Crocs, but Birkenstocks are such a No, they're not. They look horrible. You know what Birkenstocks are? Birkenstocks. Bergenstocks tell me, no, no, no. Bergenstocks tell me that your name is Thelma. You grew up in Portland, and you're a third generation lesbian, and you grew up in a family of all adopted moms on moms on moms. No males in your family, and you like to make your own kombucha. That's what that tells me. Well, kombucha delicious. Is it though? Is it though? Are they? <laughs> Like a book. When they just send you a list of things about person that you would never guess, <laughs> it's really funny because watching, you know, his Instagram, you know, social media, you would never think that some of the things that he does, he does. Like, it's mind blowing sometimes. I mean, I feel like that's I, I feel like that's even for me like, or anybody. Like, I feel we all have weird quirks that uh, we don't maybe others don't expect. That we would, but yeah, I do want that list. So yeah, do send me that list. I still want it. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll send you. I'll send him one back of me, and like it'll be fair. But yeah, yeah yes, granted, fashion, anything like Parker tells him, like because he'll he has a hard time with what she wears sometimes because he thinks it's inappropriate for her to wear. Yeah. So she'll get dressed for school in the morning, and then he'll make her go change. You know, typical dad daughter you know situation, and then. One day she told him, you know, it's not my fault that you just have no fashion sense. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> That's amazing. You should have one. Just go change. It's so funny. Because even like a six-year-old recognizes the fact that Ransom yeah. dresses like, I don't even know. It's not really an error. It's just kind of like literally whatever he can find to put on. No, here's the only thing you need to wear. Shorts, a t-shirt, maybe a sweatshirt. It's cold outside. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. No. No. <laughs> fucking hate them. I just, I just fucking hate sandals. They look so tacky. Like if you're at the beach, okay, because they're see there's are they? Are they? I feel like you just because like I don't I don't I don't really think so. Like I don't I, I think like my like my slip on vans are comfortable and they don't look like shit. Like I don't know. Like they're comfortable too. But if you ever have a pair of sandals you've had for like four years and you put your feet in toe and it's, it's so nice because they're so worn in. Nice. Oh. No, no, because I've never, because I don't, I've never owned the sandals that long because I don't hate myself. I don't. <laughs> what size shoe are you? Like an eight and a half. I have very small feet. All right, cool. I'll use sandals. Okay. <laughs> it's the only sandals I'll wear if you buy them. But like, at least make them some fucking good ones, though, because I'm not going to buy them for myself. I'll get my face put on for you. I will wear those. I will squat, and I will squat in those. <laughs> like, like, like I, I, I may hate sandals, but if you get me something, just like you said, clothes ain't free, and I'm not going to waste that. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little like hack for those sneakers, bud. Take the soles out, make them flat, so you don't have that overly squishiness. They're actually not half bad. Well, you, you can use that for walking, but I just kind of mainly mean lifting it. Like, I have, like, my Adidas. Yeah. Well, no, because, like, I, ha- I have a pair of Adidas Sambas, which are very grippy because they're indoor soccer shoes. But I don't want to lift because they have a squishy end. So I t- actually have D. De- I take the soles out. I can slip them back in now. Like, I, I like, cut out the glue. But I can take the, sol- the soles out, and they're perfectly flat. And I can, and if I can, if I so want to. I'm just saying, it's a good, it's a good hack. It's a good hack. Take out the sole. Ransom also doesn't wear socks with his any shoes he squats in. He knows that. I do so, know that. I gave I gave the hack uh, the podcast first time. Yep. Okay. It's a great tip for squatting. It is a great tip for squatting. Also, though, do not leave those shoes around anyone that you would might try to impress. I was I was I was I was gonna say I do try to impress people but I never works out anyway, so I just <laughs> I have to say they smell like horrid. Like literally a scent that you've never ever smelled before. What's really like, fun is to leave them in her car on a hot sunny day. <laughs> <laughs> or even in my trunk. Like if he leaves like his lifting gear when we used to go to the gym. Before we had the garage, he would like we would go together a lot. He would leave his gear in my trunk, and then I would open up the trunk, and it was like I can't even express to you what is between his sleeves and his shoes. Like it, it's awful. People at the airport when they go to search his bags will close his bags back up so they because they smell it. Happen on the way to Washington. Usually, my bag gets searched like every time, uh, just because like they see like. The, you know, the lever on the 
Yeah. You know, so at least carry that on with me. Um, and the, the TSA agent, like, opened, took a bag and opened it up. Like, you know, they opened it, and, like, the very bottom compartment of this backpack I had was my, I, my sleeves and my wraps. And, like, he opened it and, like, called a whiff and, like, closed it right back up. So you're good, dude. <laughs> like, yep, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, I'm not I'm I'm not saying you should do this, but with it being that bad, you could be a pretty successful uh, uh, contraband smuggler because ain't no dog gonna check your bag. You're gonna be like, no, that one's fine, boss. No, just <laughs> yeah, hundred percent true. <laughs> the dog starts whimpering. Oh, no, no. They always cut me down when I go through the body scan. Like, if I have some work, just sort of take it anyway, because I'm always so hot. But, like, you know, the sensor show, like, he coming off, like, my shoulders and, like, armpits and stuff, and they always have to pat me down anyway. So this guy. They just, they just, they just want to touch you. That's all. That's, that's, that's all. exactly what is happening. That's really all it is. They're like, we have to, we have to pat down the worst kind of people all day, and we get a specimen walk in, and everyone's going to want to feel that. going to feel that real quick. Just it's the highlights of the day for the TSA agent. So TSA women standing there like, oh, look at this one coming through. <laughs> TSA guys, too, like, God, we just appreciate this for a second, guys. So I want to take a second. You know, uh, uh, it is pretty yeah. funny. It's 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 good. Ah, oh, I I wanted to tell you something. I completely have become sidetracked. I forgot. I've been trying to remember for like the past like three minutes of this conversation. I still haven't remembered. So, oh well. But um, oh wow, we've been going for like two hours, guys. How fun! Uh, I know. It has. It has been. Time flies when you're having fun. Exactly. It does. It really does. Um, but I'm, uh, you know, thank, thank you guys for coming, you know, coming back on and talking to me. I'm, I'm happy to like say that I've now officially interviewed everybody on you guys' like little photo between Chris, Bree, Garrett, K, K, and you guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna brag about that. Like I've interviewed all of these people. <laughs> so. And I'm sure I I'm sure has got a little more starting tracks on different things having ranted in the room than, you know, it was probably wasn't as, you know, educational as maybe the other ones, but it was funny. Have you listened to any of my shows? Do you think any of them are educational? Like <laughs> Like it's not. Like I think they are. I learned things. Dude, I that's okay, that's good. Oh, I mean, in in all seriousness, I feel like the the people obviously I get I do try to like have them drop, you know, some type of awesome little wisdom nuggets or tips and all that, or just like, you know, people just to learn from listening to somebody who I think is really interesting. But, uh, as, as for me, like, I'm just a fucking jackass. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the comedic relief. It makes it good. To, it makes it more interesting to listen to. I feel like, okay, good. You get like all aspects of it, you know? I, I, I try to. I feel. I feel like you know a lot, a lot of other like you know shows are either like very serious, or they're very just like kind of like you know they're fun to listen to. They're very like informative, you know, but they're not. 
maybe easy to listen to because there's, there's lots of information and it's like you gotta kind of take it by pieces so you know i hope to try i like to have a convert a more natural like my, my, my goal like was the show was to like have a conversation recorded that you would have in the gym talking to somebody about stuff and like yeah. it to be kind of like to feel like that you know uh well, and then yeah. it makes people comfortable because, you know, you're real people talking about real life, you know, and it, it makes it more easy, you know, to follow and be a part of. Yeah, and that's kind of the goal. And then the idea, like, if, you know, if somebody ever, like, you know, meets Ranson, you know, like at a meet or something, like, you know, or they meet you or like, it's you guys are the same people that they listen to. Like, oh, I can have a normal conversation, just like the one I heard, as opposed to it being overly formal or like whatever. I think it helps to make people because, you know, Instagram and social media is so false that, you know, and it, it gives such, you know, you can literally, like, I can't tell you how many times I've looked at somebody's Instagram and been like, oh, I'm definitely not going to get along with them. And then I need them and I'm like, okay, you're nothing like you are on social media, you know? So I think this helps too. Like you said, if you're out of me and you see someone that you follow on Instagram, you know that they're more of like a down-to-earth real person rather than this bougie Instagram person. You know, I, I think that helps. I think, it, yeah, it helps a lot. And I hope that we, like, maybe we can start a movement of of everybody powerlifting wearing fleece SpongeBob pajama pants. And <laughs> we just, and, yeah, but with Ranson's face, I want, like, that's the only, that's the only way I'll wear them. I want Ranson's face on the flip-flops <laughs> with the, the SpongeBob pants and... <laughs> You know what's uh, yeah. sad is that, and a little bit scary at the same time that if Branson made like sandals with his face on it, I, you are not the only person that would wear them. Oh, I know. Between that to me, it's like slightly yeah. scary. Oh, or or it's amazing. I'm I'm personally excited by it. My pants got shorter from it for sure, so I think we should do it. Like, <laughs> I, I want that. I want that movement to happen. It'll be the new thing. It'll be like at Record Breakers, everyone having their fucking gunslinger stash, but now going up, going forward, it'll be like year 2020 of powerlifting, and it just shows the Ranson sandals and the SpongeBob pants. Like, that's it. You have no idea what it was like going out to eat with all that. Oh. Amazing. Amazing? I, I was jealous. I, I, I was jealous. I, was, I, I, I wanted to be there. I will be there next time. I will be there next time. Yeah, well, and you're coming to the Kern, right? Yes, I am. I'm very excited for that. Because it's only, like, Kern is only, like, two hours from me. So it's very easy to get to. So. Where are you? Wasn't he supposed to have something coming to the Kern last year? I mean, I didn't go to the Kern last year. I was at the Kern the year before. That's what Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then I, but I, then I didn't because of, obviously, my ex is me, and that's why. So, but you know, that's where you needed to be at the time. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It is. It, you know, it is. So it, it does. And uh, um, I'm looking. But yeah, going yeah. out to eat with all of them, or just being generally in public with them, with all of their mustaches, was quite was quite entertaining. Did 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 did, did Ranson show you? that I sent him a gif of the tombstone, like the tombstone guys walking. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, it's funny too because. Right after you said that, they were trying to figure out, like, who was who. Like, they actually sat there and were trying to figure out, like, 
who each person who looked like who more than they could be like. Like you actually started something. Oh, oh, oh! See, you should have told me that. That's very exciting because I could have solved yeah. for them. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I could have solved it. So Chris, Chris would have been Wyatt Earp. Ranson would have been the older brother, and then uh, and then uh, who? We see what else. Uh, Jeff Ryan. And Brian, Brian, yeah, Brian. I feel I haven't met Brian in person, but I feel he's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah, his wife are I, two of the best people I've ever met. Yeah, I, just amazing. I've heard good things, and I'm, I'm pre- so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to go with, I'm gonna have to go with, uh, with him being the younger brother, even though the younger brother dies. Uh, that's not his fault. That's not. A, that's not a commentary on him. And then uh, fucking. He like pass out on his last deadlift, so that kind of works. You know what? Okay, so we'll, we'll give him the younger brother, and then uh, I'm I'm gonna have to go in and put Garrett as uh, as Doc Holiday. So just the 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 weird, the weird guy who says some weird shit, and just I love that. But I'm sure, yeah, but a lot of fun. I, I don't know if Branson told you, but I applied for Clark College up in Vancouver. because I so I, I decided I want to go back to school full time and get my teacher's credential um, because I've been I've been trying to figure out what to do you know, with my fucking life. And uh, I love teaching, I love coaching, but obviously it's it's not something I'm making you know as money, and I don't want to just keep having just you know regular jobs that I have. I need to you know figure out what to do. Uh, and so I knew I had to go back to school, but for me, if I'm going to go back to school, because I'm very dyslexic and learning is hard for me, I need a goal. I need something actually tangible that I'm doing. And, uh, and actually one, one of my buddies who's a lifter named Sean, who is a teacher, he went back to school also at 29 going on 30 and he was like full time and he's a teacher now. He's like, yeah, consider being a teacher. You're, you're a good coach. You're a good teacher. Uh, you yeah. probably like it. And it just, it was the first time I'd really considered it. And I was like, yeah, I do love teaching. I love the idea of being able to teach. Um, so I made that decision. So I want to go back get my teacher's credential, but also emphasize sign language because I've always something I've always enjoyed. And, uh, there's not a lot of teachers who can actually sign and it's a really like cool community and signing is, you know, obviously really good for kids, babies, but obviously, yeah, and I were just actually talking about this for the new baby that Harper learned sign language first, and I swear it prevented so many tantrums. Like, she never went through, like, a terrible two-stage or anything because she could communicate with me, and she could tell me, like, what she wanted, and um, I think it helps so much, and it also helps children learn how to speak because technically they're learning a second language. Yeah. So cognitively... It's very, very good for them. It, so. it, it is, and, like, and I'm as I'm a kinesthetic learner. I think if I would have learned sign language, even though I can speak, I believe I would have had better language skills and better comprehension because I could literally because I talk with my hands. If you meet me, like I already talk with my hands. I'm very physical and animated, and I, I don't sit still well. So being able to have that expression, that you know, that spinal stimulation, I think is really great. And so uh, I, I, and plus, it's just there's a big need for it and obviously the hearing impaired community and uh so yeah it's something i did i really settled on and it felt right so i want to go back to school full-time hopefully 
in the spring because I like to get on it as soon as possible. And I and Clark College in Vancouver was one that I applied to. So if I can fucking get in and I can get the financial aid because I want to get like all the I, I want to get the loans so I can just like just go to school and then like maybe yeah. get a part time job just for pocket money. But I'd like to be able to get the aid to like cover all the expenses. I can just fucking bust it out because that's what I need. But yeah, so that's that's what I'm pushing for. And then also, I, I can, awesome. yeah, I, I can still compete. I can still train and compete because if I'm studying and that's all I'm doing, like obviously, like yeah. it's good to do and it's easy to like make that time. But then even as a teacher, like you get three months off plus holidays and weekends. Like there's not many other jobs that give you that kind of like work life balance. So yeah, for sure, it a lot easier. Yep, yep. So that's my goal, and hopefully, I, I would love for Vancouver if I can get in. I'd like to do it. So. Yeah, the goal is apparently Vancouver on quite a few people's lists these days. It really is. I mean, between obviously Chris's gym there, Chris himself, and all the people who are there and who want to go there, like that could very easily be like a new a new lifting mecca, you know, outside of you know Southern California gets very diluted and just very overrun and saturated. Um, you know, then you have like Chicago, which is a, its own little mecca, but it's, its own little world. You have Florida, you know, which again, its own little world. So, you know, I think there's a lot of potential. And if uh, the things happen up there that Ransom has mentioned to me, they you know, obviously won't say on air because it's without knowing, but like that would be really cool. So, yeah. Everything works out in the end. So. It does, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how everything goes, but. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Keep me posted on that for sure. How are you feeling uh, for your meet this weekend, by the way? Oh, um, I'm feeling I'm feeling okay. Like I'm not I'm not hurting. I'm not in pain. Um, body feels pretty good. I've been fighting off like a little bit of like a little sinus irritation, just mostly from the weather. But I'm not like sick. Just my sinuses. Um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, I would just say I'm. Uh, I feel pretty good. I'm, I am excited for it. I'm trying not to get too in my head about it and just kind of, you know, just kind of show up at game day and hopefully be there. Uh, my past two meets, I was always way too in my head and I, I overthought stuff like, like the whole time, prep and everything, put expectations on myself. Uh, like my last meet, I didn't hit any, I set like three major like milestones for myself and I didn't hit any of them and it was really disappointing. So, I told myself that I wasn't going to do that this time. I just focus on, you know, one day at a time, one block at a time. And uh, I'm not going to, I'll just show up, give my best. I'm not going to look what's on the bar. I'm not going to ask, you know, Scott will put on whatever he wants to put on and I'll just go lift the thing. So that's just kind of, I'm just trying to keep that, that Zen mind state the whole time. That's been my goal for going into it. So, so yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. So, you're sweating sleeves this time, right? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. So, and I'll, I'll probably stay, you know, I'll probably stay there for a bit. I actually, um, when I got to hang out with Joe Sullivan in Vegas, he kind of gave me like a little challenge of like, he's like, he said, you shouldn't put, he told me you shouldn't put wraps on until you're like, break the like top 10% tile of your like weight class. And, uh, I was like, well, that's a lot. He's like, yeah, but he's like, that's, you know, he's like, yeah, probably when you'll get the most out of it, really. Or when it counts, like when you're actually competitive. 
And I was like, okay, fine, Joe. I'll take your fucking challenge, you dick. So... agree and I hate sleeves too but I I mean I, I, I do I love competing and I wanna eventually I do want to compete at a high level so I'll do whatever I need to to like build that and I know that once I get to put wraps back on like I'm not really I'll I'll, I'll do it whenever Scott tells me to. Really right whenever he tells me to put on wraps back on I'll put them back on. I doubt he's gonna have me actually wait until I'm in the top ten percentile which is way away. But um, I definitely like. I'll I'll just I'll do whatever I need to do to be better. Like, however I can get stronger. Like whatever I need. If I need to pull sumo, conventional, low bar, high bar, um, you know, bench with my feet up in a dead bug position. I don't give a fuck. Like I'll just I'll do the thing. You know. Oh, absolutely. I'm the same way. I'm enduring a lot of Chris's torture right now. It sucks, but I know it's gonna make me better for later. Yeah, exactly. And no, yeah, I'm, you know, so like for this weekend, I just, I want to, I'd like to show up and just have a good meet. My first, my past two, they really haven't been great. Like I did them and I had fun and I loved them, but I mean, they weren't great. So I would love to walk away with something and be proud of it. Like be proud of the process, be proud that I showed up, be proud of whatever I leave on the platform. I would just, I would like something to be proud of. So that's, that's my goal. Which is great, because I think that's really hard for people to do. Like, I'm, I'm really bad about that. Like, I'm always like, oh, I have to hit this, or I'm not going to do it. Or if I don't come close to this, like, there's no point. You know, like, just hard on myself. But I think if you go in there with that mindset of what you have, you end up having a better day just due to the fact that you haven't set these, like, expectations on yourself, you know. And you end up being able to, you know, succeed a lot better. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm hoping because that's how I was too. Like again, like I had, I want to try to get like this. You know, I want to hit like this, like rank, like get like a class one. I want to try to get these numbers. I want, you know, like blah blah blah. And just, I just, I feel, I fell short on all of them, and that just was really hard. Uh, it was a kind of, that was a heavy hit for me, and I also was literally in last place. Like that's how. Like, I was first at the flight, I was in last place, like, other way, I was, and so, that also didn't, like, feel great, to be, like, that low in the competition, like, fucking pool, and, uh, so, so, yeah, I'm like, well, I'm at the bottom, so, like, <laughs> nowhere else to go, so hopefully it's up, so. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's great that you changed your mindset, I think that'll help you a lot, for sure. Yeah, I hope so because I need it because I'm an, I'm naturally an over analytical person, so it's it's against my nature to be so, and it's taken since May to like now to like try to like just bring that to every session of training, bring that till now, and you know hope you know bring it 
Because I'm actually pretty good on game day. Like, I love competition. Like, I love the day off. Like, I'm great. I'm a robot. Like, I just, I'm there. I can be present. So I just need to, I was like, I just need to do that the whole time. You know? Yeah, so, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how, we'll see what happens. So. Is there going to be live? Is it going to be uh, live feed or anything? Um, I don't believe there's going to be a live feed because, like, the my gym, actually, where it's at, the owner, he's like, he's super old school. Like, he he's been powerlifting since the seventies. Like, he doesn't he doesn't technology. Um, but I'm I'm actually going to try to like recruit someone to like take my phone and live stream my flights. So, so at least my flight, like my, I'll have them do like the whole flight too. Like just, you know, there's no like, like funding. I'll just try to get someone just to like, here, just start of the flight, just press live. And, and, uh, so that's what I, that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to just, I'll try to recruit a buddy to do that. So at least then those will be, uh, you know, my flights will be up and then anybody. That's can. on Sunday, right? It is. It's on Sunday. Um, I believe I'm going to be. Because the 181 starts first, I'm competing at 198, so I'm pretty sure I'll be like either flight, either in flight B or the end of flight A if they group us together. I don't know how many people there are yet. Um, they're supposed to put out the the flight list sometime this week, like in the middle of this week. So I'll see if I'm at the end of A or or B. So uh, so yeah, it'll probably it'll start um, 12:30 your guys' time. The, the meet will start, and then, yeah. But, yeah, I'll, I'll keep you guys posted, though, and then hopefully if you guys are free, you can watch. So, yeah. We're off, we're off that Sunday, actually, so. Oh, cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I know. that'd be It would be cool because I know, like, most of my friends, even though it's, it's like I'm at my home gym, I won't have a lot of my friends there. Some of them are my other lifter friends who I've invited can't really make it. So, uh so yeah, so if you get yeah, if you're able to watch that'd be great. Absolutely. Cool. Thanks guys. I appreciate it. But alright, well I think it's Jesus, it's like ten o'clock over there, isn't it? Eight ten thirty. Ten to thirty, yeah. Right. Well, I've kept you guys long enough, but I really appreciate that we had this talk and um, yeah, it was it was a blast. Thank you, Jess, for you know you know, for hanging out and ranting for always just being yourself. That's great. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. You don't ever have to expect him to be anything other than himself. So. And that's <laughs> why we love <laughs> And I will give you one word on the list. I'll just leave you with one word. Okay. Okay. So I say strawberry. <laughs> the fuck is that? Like. <laughs> All right. Oh, the, the, wait. This is the better part. Break it. We break down in two parts. Two words. So say straw. Straw. Say berry. Berry. Put together. Strawberry. What the fuck is with that? <laughs> the fuck is it? What? Like. So what does that have to do with? Oh, hold on, hold on. You you said list. I thought you said lifts. I thought you I thought you said like I have one word for you for like for your lips. And I was like, okay, cool. And you said strawberry, and I was like, what does that have to do with my lips? Like. <laughs> like, I, well, I, I like I'm like is it like a, is it like a, is it like a mindset safe word like say strawberry before you lift it'll help you focus so I was like okay Jeff like I'm getting ready to do that like. 
Yes, before you go list, be like strawberry and lift. <laughs> oh, but you said list, list, as in the list of words that you say funny. Yes, that is, yeah, that is, that's weird. That's weird. I don't know, I don't know why you would say it that way. It doesn't make sense. But it's adorable, so don't change. It makes me giggle still. It would, it would me too. It would, it would me too. Uh, it's like, I'm the same. I, I love accents. I love linguistics. Linguistics was like one of my first like academic interests. So like dialects, languages, accents, you name it. I think that shit's fascinating. You give me an Irish girl with a thick Irish accent, I will be enchanted. Like I don't. Nothing else exists. Like a panty dropper for you. <laughs> panty dropper, flannel dropper, glasses dropper. I'll drop her off the keys to my car. I'll drop her off my rent. I'll drop her off my account number. I'll drop it all. Sweet. Yeah, like, like that's that's a quick way to ruin me. Like, I'll probably marry that girl on the like day of. I mean, like, but I mean, I I mean, I'll try anyway. I'll give her my account number. She won't be impressed, so it won't go very far. But. But yeah, I I, de- I definitely I definitely have a thing for thick thick accents, very specifically Irish. No, take it. Or Canadian. It's very thick northern, like New York, so it's definitely not. What's oh, very thick? It's not too thick. No, no, this is crazy. It's the first time I actually like get FaceTime with her. Her voice and stuff. She was talking and all normal, and then she said like water, and I was like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> What? Yeah, but where did this come from? Because that's not normal. Yeah, water. Water. I, I say it more like water. Oh, water. Right. Yeah, you do that. Yeah. Water is more Bostonian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a W issue. Like I say, um, dog. <laughs> yeah. Which has no W in it, by the way. So why the fuck does that happen? The funny thing was, so I was trying to teach Harper how to sound out words, and one of the words when she was like in preschool, and one of the words was we were in the car, and she said something about the word dog, and she was like, "How do you sound it out?" And I was like, "Duh," and I just sat there, and I was like, "Just ask someone else." <laughs> just ask someone else. <laughs> yes, let's not ask anyone from New York for any type of phonics lessons. Don't do that. <laughs> She's my favorite person. I, I, I want to hang out with Harper. She is pretty funny. She's very like cutthroat. Like she she has there are no gloves with Harper. She just tells you how she feels. She has no filter whatsoever. Oh, that's fantastic. It is. It's very funny. Sometimes you're like because you're in public and you're just like okay, okay, honey. <laughs> I, I imagine she's like a like a Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory, just like no social cue filter. She just says stuff like what he has to know that he's an idiot, right? Like I'm sure he's aware. 
she she is like that actually it's funny that you say that because she is definitely like that like she has no problem just being like why would they do that like right in front of someone like no problem yeah just 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 stop acknowledging their existence talk to them in third person just like what are they doing (laughs) i I've, i've always i've always wondered like for myself like i've always wondered if i'm like, the more I learn about, like, learning disabilities and, like, autism or, like, autistic spectrum, sometimes I'm like, am I slightly on the spectrum? Because there are some, like, social cues to this day that I don't get. Like, I'm, 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 I'm outgoing and I'm, like, personable, but I'm very socially awkward in the sense that I don't pick up on stuff, which kind of be worse because then I seem relatively normal, but then I don't pick up on stuff. And so people, I think it, it comes off weird, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? As opposed to if I were to seem more uh socially inept and probably be more okay but um but yeah i think that there's the other end of that spectrum where there's some people who are just so you know blunt and like kind of just like logical and kind of on that like sheldon level that they just kind of like no mercy just like whatever like yeah don't mean i'm sure he knows he's an idiot kind of a thing you know so it's funny well, she's just very literal like, to a sense where sometimes it's, like, you have to, like, break things down for her. Because, like you said, she's just very literal. She'll just say it. Because to her, in her mind, that's normal. You know, like, yeah. so it's just, everything is just very 100% literal. There is no, like, you know, in between. Like, yeah. there are no white lies with Harper either. Is or it isn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's, there, there's another, there's a term for it that's just that I don't, I don't remember. But it's, like, there's a specific term for people, like, they don't, there's no gray area yeah uh, it's like guardians of the galaxy drax he's like he's like he's like yeah drax that went over your head he's like nothing goes over my head my reflexes are too fast Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like that. Yeah. Uh, too funny. Yeah, too funny. but she'll be at the current, so we'll oh, be able to hang out with her. We will. We will hang out, and she can tell me all the reasons my lips are bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, just get, she'll, she'll just be like, just get stronger and squat like, squat like Rancid. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm working on it, Harper. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's all good. But all right, guys, I'll let you go again. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all, and uh, I can't wait to see you. So hopefully sooner than later. Well, current comes sooner than later. But I mean, if you want to come out sooner, by all means. I'm not allowed to fly anymore, so we'll see. I mean, road trip. <laughs> as long as I get to go see the biggest ball of yarn and the largest frying pan on the way, that's I have to see that. I mean, I would want to see that too, so I think that's, I think that can be arranged for sure. Cool. So, it'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you again so much, and I'll talk to you guys soon, okay? Okay. All right, guys, good night. Good night. <laughs> Bye. All right, guys, thank you guys for tuning in for really an amazing time with the amazing Ransom and Jessica Lee, uh, two of my favorite people with just so much great information to share. So be sure to reach out to them. If you want coaching, reach out to them for honestly it's life advice. And they're some of the best people. So I'd like you guys for tuning in. Shout out to our sponsors, Viking Performance. As always, I'm Nicholas. This is 
Nerds Who Live Podcast. Mm-hmm.